This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. As we kick off the first hour of this program tonight, it's Ian with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website. Uh, again, we give away everything there. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you. Enjoy ours on us. And the main feature of the site allows you to actually submit stuff to our website so our other listeners can see what you think is interesting out there on the web, uh, out there on the, across the Internet, whether it's a YouTube video or a, a news article or a blog post. You submit it to the site, and then other listeners can vote up or vote down on it. And the most voted up of any given item submitted within a certain time window will make it to the front page and the top of our website. So it's a neat little way to kind of... Uh, interact with our other listeners and also make it more likely that your items of interest might make it on these very airwaves. So it's a it's really kind of a, a big show prep system for us that is actually essentially crowdsourced by our audience. Wow, so, that's right. I mean, that's, that's, that's a good term for it. Yeah, so head on over to freetalklive.com. That's the, the hip term these days. <laughs> I like it. It, it. it is a good term. It, 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 it makes me feel young again. <laughs> freetalklive.com is where you go get interactive it's all totally free so enjoy that uh as we jump right into a, a special guest here tonight we've talked about the the jurisdictionary on the air and they're one of the sponsors of the show jurisdictionary.com we've only talked about jurisdictionary.com we've never actually spoken to the website and jurisdictionary.com is actually with us here tonight hello there hello it's such a pleasure to be here we're so excited about this the progress that you're making, adding new stations all the time. It's wonderful. Well, th- oh, thank you for that. And uh, so, well, for our listeners that don't know, what is uh, Jurisdictionary.com? Well, it, you know, as we spoke the other day, what we've come up with is we've realized that the people have all these rights, and yet there's one right that most of us don't know about, and that's our right to enforce our rights, the number one right. And, and we, we want people to understand that, you know, all of the rights and all of the fusses and all of the, you know, foreclosures and all these terrible things that are happening, and now we have BP promising to pay people, you know, certain amounts of money for certain things. And yet it seems to me unfair that the people, and I think you'll agree with me. In fact, I know you agree with me. I think it's unfair that our government hasn't taken upon itself the responsibility to teach the American people even the most fundamental points of the rules of evidence and the rules of procedure. And uh, Well, why would they want to do that? Then that fun- would put them at a disadvantage. Well, well, well I, you know, I mean, they, they should be teaching us how to read and write also, and I don't think that, I think that we're failing at that, too. Well, I, I don't so, think the government well, should be teaching us anything. But I if think they, they are going go to take your money, you'd think that they'd be successful, right? Mm. <laughs> Somebody, somebody needs to do it. So we volunteered yeah. with Jurisdictionary.com in 1997, and we've been at it since then, and we're going to keep at it as long as we possibly can. Well, if you want it done right, it you've got to do it yourself. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so so this uh, Jurisdictionary.com actually allows people to do it themselves and kind of learn the, 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 the judicial system uh, without having to go through a, a lengthy law school process, right? Actually, yes. Someone gave me a a little pin one time years ago. I wish I hadn't lost the thing, but it said, a lawyer, someone you hire to protect yourself from other members of his profession. (laughs) And and so that's that's kind of like 
what we're, what we're doing for people, whether they can't afford a lawyer or they aren't sure they can trust the lawyer they have, you see, people have a right to know their number one right. And we feel that the number one right is the knowledge to know how to enforce your rights. And, you know, the more I look at it, the more I realize people don't know. And that's a shame, and they need to know. And look at all the people that are suffering. You know, I have people that have contacted me just in the past two weeks who are just being destroyed because well, they, didn't, they didn't have our course before, and they're just being destroyed because they don't, they don't know what's going on, and judges are taking advantage of them, and lawyers are taking advantage of them, and it's all because they don't know any better. And, you know, as I've said before, there, there are only 16 pages, the official rules of evidence in every federal court in the United States is only 16 pages. Why didn't somebody tell us? You'd think with uh, just 16 pages of rules of evidence that, uh, you know, that would be uh, something relatively easy to impart to people, right? Well, yes. I mean, of course, it's like I tell people it's sort of like when we learned to play chess when we were in the seventh grade. You know, we all learned the bishop moved a certain way and the king moved, you know, one step at a time and so forth. And now we thought we were chess players. So the course explains to people how to use the rules. But whether they get the course or not, you know, it's not about selling the course. Whether they get the course or not, what we want to do is we want to encourage people to talk about the fact that we don't know the rules. I mean, the, the public doesn't understand that these rules are actually very simple, and so people are suffering every single day of the week, and it isn't right. We want to stop that. Now, uh, jurisdictionary.com. This is not uh, necessarily a you're not you're not pitching this as like a, a cure all or some sort of guaranteed uh, get out of court pass or anything like that. I mean, essentially, it's going to arm you with knowledge, uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that. I mean, your 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 chances will be increased of success, but uh, I mean, you are still st- the deck is still stacked against you, wouldn't you say? Well, I think it's stacked against anyone that doesn't understand the rules of the game. When I was about eight years old, some fellows invited me to play poker. We had nickels and dimes or whatever, and I didn't know what beat what. They they decided they would tell me what beat what, and so they took all my nickels and dimes. Later on, I learned the rules of the game. didn't make me a good poker player, but the more I play poker, you know, the better I get. But we have people going to court, and they're just being stripped because they know absolutely nothing, or they're hiring lawyers. I had a fellow call me the other day, spent $350,000 lawyers, and didn't get anything mm. for it. And, and, and if he had known the rules and how to use the rules, if he'd known anything at all about it, I'm certain he could have gotten that services for about a tenth of what he paid. So, um, jurisdictionary not only helps you to, uh, you know, allows you to protect yourself in the uh, the ju- judicial system pro se, but um, gives you the knowledge to uh, watch your attorneys and uh, see what they're doing. Because uh, I have a I have a certificate actually from uh, a uh, auto mechanics uh, certificate that I got from Vocational Technical Institute, and. There have been times that I've gone into auto mechanic shops where I felt like they were feeling me out and telling me things that just weren't true about vehicles. And then once I showed a certain level of knowledge about what goes on under the hood of a car, I'm not going to pull an engine. I'm not going to replace a camshaft, but I know what they are and I know how they work. Um, and I, I, I felt like you know being able to flex that muscle protected me and, and the story changed. It's terrific. 
we had a fellow the other day called me, and he was so excited. He said, he said, I studied your entire course, but I only really learned, well, he learned it all, but he said, I only used three things when I got to court. There were three objections that I used, and I used them successfully to keep the other attorney from testifying, to keep the other attorney from leading his witness, and to keep the other attorney from just asking the same question over and over again. And I won, and he, he was so happy. He said, why doesn't everybody know how to object in court or what the objections are. And, and another thing people don't realize is that many times you hire a lawyer and the lawyer is afraid of the judge. Mm, yeah, but because they can pull his bar be, card, right? Yeah, the lawyer yeah. works in that town. Well, or just make it life hard for him. And if you knew the objections, you could be poking him with your elbow or, if necessary, stand up yourself and say objections. And, and save yourself all of this money and all of this heartache and it just it breaks my heart. People are just being destroyed because they don't. I mean, we have all these rights, and out of all the rights we have, we also have the right to know how this system works. And it's, it's not rocket science. Jurisdictionary.com. I want to thank you for coming on uh, Free Talk Live tonight. I think that uh, what you're talking about is a good way to give people the information they need to keep the damage to a minimum when the state goes after you they're going to hurt you somehow if even it's just a loss of your time uh, but this could really minimize that it's damage. a pittance to pay to know how to use the judicial system what is it a couple you know an hour's worth of a lawyer's time or something like that yeah. to buy the thing thanks jurisdictionary.com appreciate it more coming up here you can take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231 this is free talk live Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at bigheadpress.com slash pk. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, where we give you the features for free, including listening options, live streams. We've got a dial-up version and a broadband version, as well as our webcam and listen lines that allow you to call and listen into the show around the clock, 24-7. And it's just the cost of a long-distance call. So if you've got free nights, free weekends, uh, then it's free. Uh, you can go and get all the details at listen.freetalklive.com. Again, listen.freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. And uh, again, 1-800-259-9231. We will take your calls about absolutely anything. Coming up here, uh, let's talk about this story out of Seattle. And this is making national news here, and for good reason. Uh, did y'all see the video of the cop decking a girl in a fa- in her face, a teenage girl? Yes. Wayne, did you see this video? I I didn't see the video, but I read the account of it. I didn't want to watch the video because I'm just um, up to here with disgust right now. 
I I can tell you, a, I, I I admit to having an anger management problem. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this video, and uh, you know, at some point during the video, I was making like a karate chop moves in the air, like <laughs> uh, 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 you know, doing a uh, a karate attack against the imaginary officer that was there. It was it was horrifying what was going on. Um, you know, I mean, I can see a guy losing control, but then to not back down from what he knew was wrong. I, you know, I mean, it's just it's hubris. It's absolute uh, out of control hubris. So Seattle police this is from Comanews.com are investigating what they call an assault of an officer in South Seattle. Yeah, that, that <laughs> yeah. girl reached right up with her black face and hit that man right in his fist. Well, uh, in the video, she does grab the officer, but we'll get to the details here in a moment. However, a police officer is seen punching a 17 year old girl in the face. During an incident captured by a video camera on Monday, actually it looked like there was more than one camera there. There was a, a good group of people that had kind of come over to to watch what was going on. Of course, they you know don't don't do anything to stop the uh, the violence of this cop because I don't I don't blame them. It's a scary situation. But right, whatever was going uh, what was going on to me wasn't a fight. There might have been some like grappling, like I don't want to be arrested kind of thing going on. Yeah, that's what um, it was. That are people trying to escape from being arrested, but I don't. Is a punch to the face um, for a minor considered the kind of pain compliance that pe- that officers are are instructed to use to uh, subdue someone? I, mean, I don't understand the, your question. Is it considered the kind? Is, is, is that you're saying it's so acceptable? Is, is that acceptable? is that an acceptable sort of pain compliance that they teach officers <laughs> to uh, uh, conduct themselves in? And if so, so, this is why police officers don't like videos because yeah. they know that they can't punch people in the face and get away with it anymore. Right? They've gotten away with it for decades. Uh, and so according to Seattle police, the incident began when an officer spotted a man jaywalking in the 3100 block of Martin Luther King Jr. Way South, approximately 310 p.m. The man was some 15 feet away from a pedestrian overpass. The officer was talking to the man when he saw four young women jaywalk across the same street at the same spot. Boy, this Seattle's just full of a bunch of scofflaws. How d- how dare these individuals declare themselves competent enough to be able to make their own decision as to at what point in the uh, the roadway they decide to cross? We put lights up to uh, to show you when when to make decisions, citizens. Do you, you jaywalk, Ian? Oh, all the time. Me too. Yeah, I've done it in front of the cops <laughs> up here in Keene. I'll walk right out in front of the cops, and they don't do anything. I jay run. In some cases, you better. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you. I think that I think whenever you're crossing a road, whether you're in a crosswalk or not, if you're physically capable of of picking up your pace, that it is rude not to do so. I, I mean, I I tend to move along quickly unless I'm carrying some heavy object yeah. or something like that. I'm I'm certainly not saying that uh, the elderly or the infirm need to need to pick it up a, a step, but I think that it's I think it's rude to just. Mo- saunter um, one's uh, way across the, the crosswalk. Well, I've got the right of way. And uh, there are certain uh, governmental rules up here in New Hampshire that say that uh, cars have to yield for people in crosswalks. And I always feel guilty about that. So I'd actually kind of rather jaywalk some in some cases. That way I can uh, you know cross whenever I feel is right and people won't stop for me. But sometimes I'll stop for you anyway. I'm you just know, so used to it. I just watched the video with, with the volume off. And what I found interesting was at the end it showed kind of all the uh, bystanders. Several of them had 
cameras. Video cameras. Yeah. Which is great. It is great. And it really just goes to show that that uh, not only are people armed with cameras, but the average person. Because this is just a random situation. Cops saw somebody jaywalking, talked to him. Four more people were jaywalking. He went up and, uh, and uh, accosted them. And people started pulling out video cameras to, uh, to, to watch the scene. So it's great that people are comfortable enough with that kind of a situation to, to where they'll pull out a camera and record a cop. Because some of this stuff is not new. What's new is people recording it, just like the Rodney King beating. You know that yeah, was exactly. that was some video cameras in the '90s were big, so and bulky, so not mm-hmm. less yeah. people had them. So somebody just happened to have one there. But now everybody's got a video camera in their phone or whatever. Pretty much. And so these these injustices have happened for a long time. A lot of them they got away with before. Right. If you just if you just add up the evidence, that's what you'll come up with. That this is how police officers do their business. Some and do. I'm, Some. And, not and all. I'm not saying that I don't think that there's a time for a police officer to haul off and bop somebody, but it's probably not when he's scuffling with uh, with seventeen year old girl minors who were jaywalking. Okay, I mean yeah. that is just contempt of cop. That's just a cop that's uh, big, you know, badge heavy, and uh, you know has has lost, his, you know, just has lost his grip on how um, the the fact that he's hey, paid by he's these citizens. He's just doing his job, Mark. He's just doing his job. Only if his job is to punch seventeen year olds in the face. And well, his job is is to inf- inflict violence upon people, and not just punching, but the the violence of stopping them from going about their day, the the waylaying of an individual who is they're going somewhere, crossing a street because you're going somewhere. Uh, and this cop stops them and starts to harass them. And if if the cops weren't out enforcing this nonsense, they, this is how they escalate a situation. I mean, you know, maybe maybe he should have called for backup. Maybe I, you know, I don't know what his uh, the circumstances are in this, but I can tell you that this is the step up because you know these girls reacted the way they did. If you get a hold of somebody who's got a, a bit more of a temper and you've just socked them in the face because they're like, you're not going to take me to jail for jaywalking. Get your hands off of me. And then you, and then you sock them in the face. You're liable to get socked back and kicked to sleep. And then, uh, you know, and then here it here it all comes. Imagine what happens if an officer does get kicked to sleep for attempting to handcuff somebody for jaywalking. I, I mean, this is what a senseless way isn't what we hired these people for. Oh, you didn't hire them. And then what about this dirtbag congressman who, who grabbed that kid? That who's... Oh, God, yeah, we played, they, they played the audio of that last night. Yeah, well, uh, it wasn't an assault for him. Uh, it was just a confrontation. It was just an incident. Yeah, exactly. The same uh, member of the same body who basically are immune or exempt from inside tra- insider training, trading laws. They're, in, in, they're immune from all kinds of laws. Most if of the laws Congress, they pass. If you're a Congress critter, you can apparently assault two young men with uh, with video cameras and do what you want because you make the laws. You don't obey them. Yeah, and who is above the law here? No one. No one should be. That's 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 the whole point of that's, equality is being equal under the law, right, not right having equal income or equal stuff. It's about being equal under the law. And that's what this country's this, about. I don't know if this cop who's um, you know is in the same jurisdiction as this Congress cr- critter, and he likely isn't. No. But why aren't the cops lining up to arrest this guy? Here's video evidence of an assault, and they're not doing it. Wait, you're it's because the they don't serve and protect you. They serve and protect the government. Right, themselves. why the cops aren't lining up to arrest both the cop or the The, the Congress critter. I mean, yeah. you know the cops aren't going to arrest the cops. Right. They don't do that crap. Yep, there's more coming up here at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. We'll give you more details on the story here in moments. Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? 
Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, and they include our news updates. Get in the loop with what's going on with Free Talk Live. You can do that by going to news.freetalklive.com. There you can sign up for our email updates or you can get on board with twitter or follow us on facebook so whichever way works best for you or sign up for more than one it's all free news.freetalklive.com again news.freetalklive.com the story is out of uh, seattle that we're starting with tonight and we'll move on to more just outrageous nonsense from these police people calling themselves the police in this case it was a case of jaywalking Yep, uh, law enforcement officer out in the streets of Seattle keeping people safe from, you know, those other people who will cross the road wherever they deem appropriate because they learned how to look both ways before they cross the street from their parents. Uh, I mean, it's just so ludicrous. Uh, Jaywalking on its own is just the most absurd, inside-the-box kind of law. Like, you must be an obedient little serf and walk through this little painted line here that we that we uh, painted on the sidewalk or on the road, or else we're going to put you in a cage. Uh, you know, I I, mean, there there are uh, these these crosswalks all over here in, in Keene, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. where we live, and I can tell you that I don't pay much attention to them. One of the reasons... When you're is, walking? Uh, when I cross the street, uh-huh. simply because, you know, I, why should I walk all the way down there to cross the street here? Um, that kind of thing. It doesn't make much sense. Plus, if you're you know, you're parking across the street, you need to get to a business on the other side. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me to cross on the painted line. There are Plus sometimes the fact- when it's busy that you can, I mean, because people will stop oh, yeah, for the, you. I, look, I think down. I can handle crossing the street. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. And I will cross the street sometimes at the crosswalks and sometimes right. not. The One of the reasons I don't like the crosswalk is because people feel obligated to stop for me when yeah, I can. I don't like look, that. I can just, I can scoot between cars and I can get through. I, you know, I'm 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 healthy. I, I'm I can. Don't worry. I, I'll get through. You don't have to stop your. You know, come to a full and complete stop in order to let me go across. It's it, it's weird, and I understand women with children and and uh, old people, old people and stuff like that. That's fine. I'm I'm a healthy male. I can make it. So one of the reasons I don't cross is for that very reason um, at crosswalks is because I just want to um, zip yeah. across the road. Mm-hmm. But some people will, will they'll actually scream out of their window, cross is a crosswalk. Really? <laughs> I mean, I've seen this on multiple occasions. People oh, that are geez. upset that you didn't cross at the where the painted <laughs> lines are in the road that, that were not impeded in any way, shape, or form by your crossing. They're just upset, They're upset that somebody that you didn't would follow the rules, right? That somebody would 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 be would be so proud and arrogant as to cross some place where they well the, the lines aren't painted what, on the road. What do you think this is? The live free or die state? <laughs> right? Can I step on the cracks? 
<sighs> so, right. It's, I mean, it really, it's that level of absurdity. Yeah. And so if the police weren't out enforcing this nonsense, uh, this crossing at the crosswalks, uh, jaywalking, or stopping, coming to a full, complete stop at a stop sign when there's nobody around, that kind of thing, if they weren't out there enforcing this crap, the war on drugs... And hurting peaceful people who hadn't harmed anybody else, maybe you wouldn't have pro- You wouldn't. First of all, you wouldn't have problems like this because the cop never would have been on the street harassing that guy for jaywalking, which led him to harass those girls for uh, jaywalking, which led to him decking one of these 17-year-old girls in the face. And getting it on video. Right. Uh, the officer was talking to a man when he saw four young women jaywalk across the same street at the same spot. He asked the women to step over to his patrol car, but the women were being verbally antagonistic toward the officer, according to officials. Well, gee, if he just asked them to step over, then why should they? Well, be care- careful when you talk to the cops, because sometimes they will just ask you things, but they'll ask them in a very uh, authoritarian demeanor. I'm going to have to ask you to step over here. Young ladies, you're gonna ha- I'm going to have to ask you now to step over to the vehicle. Yeah, well, are you just asking or are you giving me a, you know, are you threatening me? Are are you asking or are you ordering? And am I under threat of violence if I don't follow it? Am I under arrest? Right. These are all important Mm. questions to ask. Am I under arrest or am I being detained? You know, good questions to ask. Better than that, though, am I free to go is uh, is a good question. That's that's one of the key ones to remember is am I free to go? Uh, So remember, if you're asking questions, it's more likely that you're winning if they're asking the questions and you're answering them. Uh, then they're winning. One of the women, later identified as a 19-year-old, began to walk away from the scene despite the officer's instructions. Prompting Those the weren't off- instructions. It was a question. Well, it was a phrase a in the journal, article. It's a journalist report. I understand. We don't know what actually transpired there. Prompting the officer, because the people weren't recording at this point in the conversation. Uh, the sure, it was, it was just a conversation about jaywalking up to this point. Prompting the officer to walk over to her and escort her back to his patrol car. The girl then began to tense up her arm and pull away from the officer while yelling at him, claimed the police. Resisting arrest! The officer <laughs> told the girl to place her hands on his patrol car, but she refused. Right. So, <laughs> see the escalation? See how it jumps up and up? Now, I'm not saying the other person's not, uh, you know, being somewhat belligerent, but, you know, this doesn't, this seems petty. People have sort of a natural instinct to, 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 to rear back at this kind of thing. The officer told her to put uh, her hands on the patrol car. She refused. When the officer tried to grab hold of her, she pulled away and twisted, breaking free of the officer's grip several times, claims the report. When the officer tried to handcuff the girl, another girl, this one 17 years old, intervened and placed her hands on the officer's arm, causing the officer to believe she was attempting to physically affect the first subject's escape, said police. And, you know, maybe that is the case. Maybe she wanted to help her friend get away from this. She was escaping the jaywalking arrest. (laughs) Right. Maybe she wanted to help her friend get away from this fat bastard who was, uh, he's overweight. This uh, this (laughs) overweight. (laughs) They looked a little little pudgy themselves. Cop uh, who was aggressing against her. Donutholic. (laughs) I I can't blame someone. I, I don't blame anybody for stepping in to try to rescue someone from the police. I think it's going to go poorly. When you do it, I don't think that violence should be used against the, the, the cops. I'm, I'm expressly against violence, but I don't think there's anything wrong. I don't think there would have been anything wrong with this group of people, this nice group of folks that was around here with their video cameras, and thank goodness they were there. What, I don't think there would have been anything wrong with those nice group of people just coming in and grabbing the cop 
and and being peace people and removing him, this violent man, from the situation and well, placing him somewhere else. She got you calm down now. Love police. She got right. A, you calm down, buddy, and leave that girl alone. She got away several times. If you, I would say that if you like, sort of pick them in basketball. You know, you 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 create a human wall between him and her. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm for that. I don't know. I don't think you should put your hands on the the officer. No, no, no. See, I I, I see where you're coming from, and I don't blame you for saying that, Mark. But at some point. There, people are going to snap, and it's going to get. It's going to go straight to violence. Mm-hmm. It's going to not just be removing the violent officer from the situation. It's going to be pounding him in the face. These people were pretty upset, and they had an absolute right to be at the way this uh, this man was behaving. So I don't want it to get to the point of of just abject violence against the police because i don't think that that gets you anywhere i think that means that uh, the police will have an excuse to get more violent and i think that means that you know you're lowering yourself to their level but i don't think there's anything inherently immoral or particular or violent at all about going in and putting a stop to this nonsense you know how i saved my brother a few times from being arrested is i would go in towards him faster than the cop and say come on let's get out of here you jerk come on you're going home right now and i'd take control of him right away and then the cop would back off but because it looked nice. like the family was uh, was going to uh, you know, punish him. Yeah, the family was going to take care of him. <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 uh. That's <laughs> well, brilliant. That well, was well, the seventies. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> and the early eighties. One time, we came out of a diner about four in the morning, and he sees a state cop with a German Shepherd in the back seat, and he says. Out with the missus tonight, Ossifer. Oh, <laughs> the cop got out of the car real quick and was going to grab me, grabbing grab for his yeah. handcuffs. And I, that's the first thing it is. I went right towards the, you jerk, shut up, you know, and, and take control very quickly. And, and that way the cop will often back off just psychologically. Just, okay, it's under control now. But um, anyway, I had to do that a few times with my brother. So, Mark, I mean, if, if a cop is beating on somebody, you really have a problem with a group of peaceful people going over there and just putting hands on him and taking him away from that situation, like grabbing him one leg, one leg, you know, arm, arm, and, and literally carrying this cop away from... I mean, it's probably not going to be that easy to uh, to do something like that. It's going to be hard to do that. I think that the best thing that you can do is what they were doing in this instance, which is pulling out the camera, recording what's going on, and making sure that the police officer knows that he is yeah. being recorded. Recorded because they were doing that, and that's certainly the safest thing. It's just so frustrating to watch these people get away with uh, frustrating attacking people. Adrenaline junkies. More coming up here. I'll give you a little more on what happened. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Was this officer justified in attacking this girl like that? No. Thousands of years ago. From the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com is the place to go. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You get your shopping done through that link, you'll get what you want, and you get a great price. Because Amazon has really great prices from what I've seen. 
Uh, so head on over there and uh, enjoy the Amazon shopping experience through our portal. And Free Talk Live will get a percentage if you start your shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Okay, this summer, how about finally taking charge of your health? Be just like me and do all the things you want to do with New Zealand's Nature Bee. Here's Mike Buck with a sizzling summer special to help you find out the way. Hello there, Free Talk Live. What a joy to be with you again. And look, especially these days, you absolutely need good nutrition. If you're not getting all the vitamins, aminos, minerals, and antioxidants your body needs, well, down goes your energy, up goes your stress, you won't sleep, you'll be tired all the time. And if that sounds like a typical day in your house, forget it. Two golden Nature Bee plant pollen capsules once a day give you the support you need to right now turn that right around. Now, um, we all know that Nature Bee does for us, but what's the sizzling deal that you've got, Mike? Yeah, this is a great deal. It's our best ever deal in the years that I've been doing this, nine of them already. When you order a reorder a six-month supply of Nature Bee today, $99.95 plus delivery, they're going to hit you with this big bonus. That's the Bee Slim Weight Loss Program. You can check it out on the website. It's a weight loss supplement, a, a meal planner, exercise tips, even a measuring tape to track your progress with, and it's worth $99.95. <laughs> it does sound like a perfect uh, plan B. How can folks uh, make it happen? There's actually a couple of ways. Remember, $99.95 plus delivery for your Nature Bee. The $99.95 with the Bee Slim is free. When you make the toll-free call, 1-866-834-8355, all the way to Auckland, 1-866-834-8355, or online to Nature Bee's website, NatureBee, that's NatureBee.com. It's a, it's a great deal, and it's got a complete money-back guarantee. Call toll-free now at 866-834-8355, or just do it online at NatureBee.com. The intrepid officer was in the streets of Seattle dealing with a vicious criminal who had just jaywalked <laughs> as he spotted four other vicious criminals jaywalking that very moment across the very same street at the very same jaywalking spot. I would like to point out if uh, if, if these gals that, uh, you know, the way they dealt with the officer could have been significantly better. They, they could have, have walked away from this without any problems. And, you know, a they short might have lecture. Gotten a citation. They might have gotten a citation. Uh, he wrote them citations, as we'll find out here in a moment. I'm sure he did. Now, they could have approached it from a, from a different perspective, but I don't blame them for being angry. These are the same cops that are arresting their friends and their family members for having plants, and they're regularly ticketing people for nonsense crap like jaywalking. I don't blame people for, uh, for reacting in the way these uh, young ladies did. Now I, I've been to um, just to, to kind of look at this. I, I think there's I think there is another side to the jaywalking um, thing. I think most places in America that people should take their lives into their own hands if that's what they wish to do as far as jaywalking goes. However, I have been to cities, and New York City springs up to mind where people, you know, congregate on the street, and mm-hmm. they, um, you know, they they tend to leave a little early and stay a little late in the crosswalk as far as crossing the street, and it can make it difficult for cars to well, just get through the light. The the lights are not very long when you're talking about going down yeah. the the streets as opposed to the avenues, I believe it is. The the lights aren't very long to get across the street, so the the if there was no mechanism for enforcement of these lights, uh, these, these crosswalk lights, one could surmise that it would just be a free-for-all and you might never get across the street as, a, as an automobile. New York City is, is, is kind of a free-for-all, at least the times I've been driving there. Uh, people just kind of cross in groups and they, they own the, the sidewalk or they own the, the road when they're crossing and the people are pretty deferential towards them when they're, they're turning and they're crossing the, the Well, they, the if, they're, if they're turning, then uh, the car doesn't have the right-of-way any longer. But the car should, the, the pedestrian should re- yield the right-of-way if the car is 
you know, going ahead and turning, uh, going forward through a uh, green light. Maybe that's the case, Mark, but I, that, I've not seen that be the case when but I'm there. I've what I'm seen saying is, is the pedestrians sometimes will certainly skip across the street, um, mm-hmm. you know, when they're not supposed to. But they tend to, what I'm saying is they, they tend to start a little early, so, uh, you know, before they're supposed to in the crosswalk and then stay a little late. So sometimes there's still people in the crosswalk when the light yeah. turns green and you're supposed to be able to go. And I'm just thinking, it's my uh, uh, supposition here that if if there were no crosswalk lights and no enforcement, and we're talking about, I'm talking about New York City and perhaps a couple of major metros around and, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe very, very downtown areas and some minor metros. Um, but, you know, it seems like most of the time, most of the time, I think jaywalking is a silly, silly charge. Just to, wow, you know, I can't believe you're actually it. defending it here. I'm not defending uh, there, it. I'm, there I'm there asking video. some questions. Okay, well, there, there's video footage uh, from other countries where they have absolutely no uh, traffic devices whatsoever, an incredibly heavy uh, load amount of people that are on the road uh, that are interacting, and they're able to get along and turn and, and do what they need to do without having any kind of lights or directionals or anything like that. Using so, spontaneous order. Yeah, just people just doing what they what they would naturally do uh, is that going to result in some inconveniences for people sure but the traffic system as it is is pretty inconvenient yeah. in, uh, in many ways right. the, 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 the supposition is that somehow driving an automobile in new york city is not inconvenient it is it's a the most hair-raising experience uh, one can go through well, i think and, and let me tell you if you're in new york city today with all the rules that they uh, that they have in place and you've got a group of people that decides to just cross when the light is green when you know they're crossing a you know the street where there could be cars coming that kind of thing you're going to see the car stop for those people and wait. And if there's a cop on the other corner and there's 15 people crossing the street, is he going to write them all citations? Yeah, what's he going whoa, to do? Whoa, hold on, every one of you, stop. You know. Well, I think yeah. that I think the, uh, the the suggestion is is that sort of uh, you know the way that one engineers uh, society is that it's if you let that one guy go through or the two people skip across the street, then the group of 15 will go. But the group of 15 likely won't go of its own accord. Do you know what I mean? All I know is I've only driven in New York a few times. I go once a year, and I, I usually end up driving in there at, at some point. And I've, I've, I've seen people follow the rules and not follow the rules, yeah. and it all works out. That much is so, true. Uh, so anyway, back to the story here. Uh, the officer then uh, – so he, try, he stops these women from uh, – attempts to stop them for jaywalking. They don't really want to stop because, well, they didn't hurt anybody, and they were pretty upset about this considering this guy is an aggressor, and he's just uh, – he's a very angry man apparently. Because he lashed out in violence, uh, the officer right. he he really stepped in it when he uh, you know everything. I I don't think too many people would complain too much about this situation. It wouldn't it wouldn't be an internet phenomenon that it's turned into if this guy just hadn't hauled off and punched this young lady in her face. By young lady, I mean younger uh, this minor woman in her face. Yeah, would the video have been as popular had the young lady just ran away from the officer and he he let her because he was already dealing with some other guy? I mean, would it would that have been as viral of a video? No, I don't, I don't think so. Nothing would have been as viral as a cop just hauling off and punching this minor. Wasn't recently about a week ago a. 15-year-old boy in Indianapolis punched out by a cop, too? I saw some pictures. I don't recall. Probably. probably. (laughs) The officer uh, handcuffed a 19-year-old woman. Uh, The 17-year-old, this was before she was handcuffed, the 17-year-old intervened, placed her hands on the officer's arm, claiming, the the police claimed that that caused... He was attempting to handcuff. He had not yet handcuffed her, Correct. The 17-year-old comes in, uh, attempts to intervene. The, The cop's report says it caused the officer to believe she was attempting to physically affect the first subject's escape. The officer pushed back the second girl, but the girl came back at him. The officer then punched her. 
And uh, it's clearly that he just decks her right in the face. Uh, both teens were cited for jaywalking. The 19-year-old was handcuffed. Officers, other officers arrived and handcuffed the second girl. The older suspect was booked into the King County Jail for investigation of obstructing an officer. The 17-year-old <laughs> well, girl... Well, it got pretty rowdy there after the, gir- after the cop punched the girl in the face. I mean, there weren't any punches thrown by the girls. They were just trying to, to, to be left alone and go about their right, business. Right, but, they, but... Touched, they touched the cop. Sure, the cop was... you touch a cop, it's... Assault, or in this case, they're charging them with, uh, with investigation of an assault of an officer. So I'm not sure what that means. I guess that means they haven't determined whether or not it's an assault. Uh, nobody was injured during the incident, say the police. Nobody except the girl that was jacked in the face. Mm. Uh, Seattle police have not reviewed the amount, or excuse me, have not reviewed the video of the incident. According to Sergeant oh, yes, Sa- Sean Whitcomb, said the officer Sean's involved lying. in the incident set out a call for help, prompting other officers to rush to his aid. All, all use of force on the job is reviewed, and use of force is under the officer's discretion. It's he, reviewed by the officers right. that have used force in their careers, too. He did add that punching is a trained tactic and yes. says there I will told be a, you, I told you, they're going to say that this is a, a pain compliance technique. There will be a thorough investigation. Jack and a minor in her face in this, don't <laughs> you, is a pain <laughs> compliance don't technique. Don't you worry, there will be a thorough investigation into the incident. They've already they've already laid the groundwork for what you're going to hear there. Look, this if you this touch lady, a cop, he can bash you in the face. Right. This lady was uh, attempting to physically uh, obstruct an officer from arresting someone, and you know that's just the way it is. You know, touch a cop, get jacked in the face. I mean, how long is it going to be before you're wearing an offensive color that the cop doesn't like, and he you know gets to jack you in the face for that? I mean, it offended his ta- eyes. I think that's that taking it, I think that's taking it too far. But the public won't handle this video. The public, uh, the idea of an officer just hauling off and punching a girl who hasn't punched him first, it may have been a police technique in the past. It can't be any longer. It's There's, just not acceptable I anymore. I don't know. I bet if I read those comments on the story, I'll find a lot of people who are going to support the officer. There's more coming up. Hour two on the way. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features there for free. So, uh, again, that's freetalklive.com. 
And you can actually uh, influence the stuff we'll talk about on the air by submitting show prep suggestions, news articles, or videos, or audio, or blog posts from around the internet. You submit it to the site. Other listeners vote it up or down, and then the most popular make it to the front page and the top of the website. In fact, last hour, we talked in detail about the... the Insane video from ComoNews.com uh, of this cop in Seattle attacking a young lady, attacking a, a teenage girl. Some might argue she was not being a lady at that time, but she was being aggressed against by the police officer for the so-called crime of uh, non-crime of uh, jaywalking. And so we're talking about that. And that came right off the front and the top page of our website at uh, freetalklive.com. At Porkfest, uh, get a special sneak preview of Chartarum. A John Shaw motion picture brought to you by Think Twice Productions. And get your copy of the Porkfest only limited edition of the original soundtrack and Porkfest commemorative Chartarum beer mug. It's Friday night at the Free Talk Live room after the show at Porkfest. Be there to check it out. And if you can't make it to Porkfest, all these things will be available afterwards. But this is the big premiere. You don't get the mug if you don't go to Porkfest. That's true. You will not get the mug. All right, so the mug, uh, the mug is really, really cool. Did looking. you see the logo? I, I saw the picture. All right, Porkfest. Uh, you can go to porkfest2010.com. We'll tell you more about the Porkfest here in a little bit. It's coming up in uh, just about a week from now, actually. So, it's almost time. Uh, but let's continue here. We'll take your phone calls about anything. Sam is on the line in North Carolina. Sam, you're on Free Talk Live. The in Wayne and Mark. Sam in North Carolina, going Sam. once. Hello. Hey there. What's on your mind tonight, Sam? Uh, the Mexican oil spill. Mexican Gulf oil spill. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know why in the world it took them so long, because it went about 20-some days, and they didn't do nothing about it at all. And then next thing you know, then they act like, you know, they're so important, and, you know, they got to do this and do that. But really, why didn't why don't they just go ahead and put, like, a big cylinder over it so all the oil can come up? <laughs> and they're talking about the pressure is so high, you know, coming up. Like me, the oil it would come up, make the pressure, and if it didn't shoot out the top, we could pump it. I mean, if, if it did shoot out the top, we could pump it, and if it didn't, like me, it would seal itself off. Are you are you an oil expert? Are you a drilling engineering expert? No, but me neither. I, which makes me I, really not want to uh, get into detail on what how what might work, what approaches might work. Because I don't think the I same know jack. Thing, the same thing he said is the same thing I thought of too. It, it would have to be a tremendously large cylinder, but it would seem like it would be able to, you'd be able to get something over it and therefore start pumping pretty quickly. But I wouldn't propose yeah. to know. Um, yeah. They were working on it, but it was just BP that was working on it. Then uh, after about twenty days, the government realized, well, we better get in front of this parade and act like we're doing something. Well, the government. The government's not really doing I, I anything except getting in the way. I mean, really, I, I truly do. You I believe, believe what? The government had to do with it. Oh, you you believe it was like sabotage or something like that? If it won't sabotage after the fact, they just let it happen. They just like, oh, you know, look what we got going on. We'll just you know continue to let. Well, it happen. we know that they didn't. didn't we know they didn't do a very good job inspecting. I mean, that news has come out that the government agents oh, that were oh, supposed no. to be there keeping an eye on uh, the operation did a poor job of that. They were too busy snorting meth off a hunting knife in the uh, you know in the in the back lobby or whatever in the uh, the, the internals of the 
and uh, uh, having sex with the uh, the the oil company executives and taking payoffs and uh, you know trips and parties and stuff like that. Yeah. So so they definitely uh, it, it was their supposed responsibility to uh, to keep an eye on things there, and I don't think it should be. I think the private agencies would do a far better job of such inspections, like insurance companies who actually have a vested interest in making sure that things work well. Uh, but it is what it is, and they are the government, and they don't do things very well. So I think it's more likely that it's negligence on their part that led to this than some sort of planned let's blow up the oil rig kind of thing. You know what I found really interesting when it first happened was there was a story that the government president, namely, has sent a SWAT team to the oil platform, which I thought was really Weird. bizarre. And then, and then we're going to so, shoot the water. <laughs> yeah, we're going to shoot the water. And then, secondly, you know, the oil people I've listened to have, have referred to this not as an oil spill, but a, a well blowout. Yeah. Uh, which is a lot different from a spill because a spill is usually a tanker runs aground and it opens up and right once spills it spills place. it's done. This is not a spill. This is actually a well blowout, yeah. a deep water well blowout, which is a lot more difficult to contain. Sam, any other thoughts uh, you want to share? All I got to say is, if it keeps on going, it's it's going to wind up, you know, messing up the whole ocean. And I believe that's what some people want, and that's going eventually what's going to happen if the common people don't stand up and say, "Look, this is what we got to do, and we got to get stopped." Well, d- never leave, uh, let a crisis go to waste. Thanks for the call, Sam. Hey, I appreciate hearing from you at one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. There sure is a lot of speculation out there about this situation, and some of it is based in uh, in a little bit of reality. Uh, we've had people call over the last week suggesting that there are plans afoot to possibly to evacuate people away from the coastal areas of uh, the Gulf of Mexico because of the, uh, the, 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 I guess, fumes that are coming off of uh, this oil. And uh, some nasty fumes, apparently. We didn't determine how far inland they were measuring these, uh, these fumes. It, that was not made clear in the article that I was reading. Plus, there, uh, there are also allegations that there are a lot of people being arrested for trying to go near the cleanup crew or near the cleanup area that there, there's this and we know there's a private agency some sort of private security force talon security uh maybe others that are out there guarding the beaches and preventing people from coming near the uh near the cleanup zones and so there's kind of just some weird things going on mm-hmm. out there but it's it's hard to really draw too many conclusions i mean if it's a public beach then you'd think people could be, could go on it and take their own take their own risk, but why you'd really want to go out there, I, I'm not sure. They're also using a lot of uh, uh, toxic dispersant chemicals in the uh, in the Gulf as well, yeah, which can be a problem. Those stuff, problem. right? So, Nasty stuff. So what's uh, what's really going on? I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to uh, they're using the guards to keep the the looky loos at a minimum, that kind of thing. I don't think there's you know some roundup going on of people. I don't. There's just kind of this. There's this group of people out there that are watching this situation that believe that it's sinister. That uh, that believe that everything that's going on is is sinister. And I just don't. I just don't believe that. I. Maybe it is. But. Yeah, I just I I tend not to believe uh, that myself. It seems like a mistake. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, admittedly, um, you know, I, I I think that it could be very very well be criminal negligence. It, it sounds like it may have been that there was all kinds of collusion between uh, Halliburton, BP, the government. 
essentially to do whatever the heck we want and make the you know and and who and darn the consequences because honestly the consequences generally don't ride on BP the the president just you know had a had a meeting with the executives of BP and they will now be uh, you know be liable for twenty billion dollars after the cleanup. Uh, the estimates have been $500 billion for, uh, in lost revenue and all kinds of things like that. So that you're still not even looking at BP making up what it, um, you know, the mistakes that it made. I don't know how culpable BP is in this one. Yeah, it's going to end up being the taxpayers that foot, uh, foot the bill for this cleanup for the most part. Yep. Good luck. Taxpayers are tapped out, well, too. Well, uh, excuse me, not the cleanup. It's, it's BP is supposed to be on the hook for the cleanup, but and the taxpayers are $20 on the billion. Dollars. Now it's $20 billion. It's a, It was originally capped at $75 million, Wayne. Um, and Wait, they've, they've increased that? Yes. Oh, uh, the, really? The president, well, essentially, the president had a meeting with the BP executives, where I'm sure this, you know, something uh, essentially happened uh, akin to... All right, boys. If you don't uh, take care of this cleanup, if you don't, if you don't uh, take care of this cleanup and uh, come up with uh, uh, you know X billion dollars to uh, yeah, make me look good to the public, uh, I'm going to pull all your your, your golf uh, drilling licenses, and you're never going to drill mm. anywhere in the United States again. So essentially, yes, sir, rather, whatever you say, sir, right, just going right around the rule of law, which. The law stunk in the first place. Well, we but know this they can just change the rules. Sh- this just goes to show how they change the rules right. midstream. The they they change the rules midstream and after the fact too. In all fairness, though, I think the law, the way it was written, was intended more for spills. Whereas this, this, this is a deep water well. It's a, it's been blown out, and even if they if they plug the original bore, it's it's coming out all over the place. It's not what they accounted for when they when they when they wrote the law. Yeah, but the, but the law limits liability, and it, the, the limits on liability shouldn't be there. They, these companies should be fully liable for the sure. actions that they take. Eight hundred two five nine, and the owners of the company as well. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line. Take control of the airwaves, Sheriff Paul Kalpas. Doesn't seem to think there's anything wrong with coercing confessions from people. We'll tell you about that coming up here in a moment. It's Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, bring up anything, 800-259-9231. at uh, SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features are for free, so enjoy those, including our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. W-I-K-I wiki dot freetalklive.com. Coming up here in just over a week's time, actually for some people to be starting on Monday, The Porcupine Freedom Festival is officially happening from the 24th through the 27th in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire, right next to the White Mountains at Rogers Campground. Same place as last year. Going to be a lot of the same people. A lot of new faces, though, I'm sure. New people coming up here all the time to visit New Hampshire and to see what it's like to be around hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people, over 550 people now registered for the Porcupine Freedom Festival in advance. So more are going to just show up. Uh, on a whim, but if you get registered early, you get the $25 price instead of having to pay 30 uh, when you show up to the actual park. And of course, there's camping as well. You have to, if you're going to camp, you need to pay, to pay for that. But it's really, you know, a low priced outing because camping isn't that expensive. And you get to hang out with some of the the best liberty activists in the world. The people who've come to New Hampshire for the Free State Project, uh, people like us, the three of us are all Free State Project uh, participants. 
So you'll be able to hang out with uh, hundreds of like-minded people, uh, people who are not only have moved here, but some people who are considering moving here, some people who are in the process of moving here. In, in some cases, some people will be moving up that very weekend, uh, and Porkfest will be their first time arriving in New Hampshire. It's just an exciting time. There's so much going on, uh, everything from family-style events to parties. Uh, it's going to be an absolute blast. Go to porkfest2010.com to get registered, get the itinerary, learn what's going on. Uh, there's so much to do. In some cases, it'll be very difficult to choose what you go and do. Because there's also, beyond the official stuff that's happening, there's unofficial stuff like the Alternatives Expo, uh, just people just going off and you know doing hikes on their own and, and things like that, cookouts, etc., so head on over to porkfest2010.com. It's going to be a blast. Free Talk Live, by the way, will be broadcasting live every single night. So looking forward to seeing you there. Porkfest2010.com. That's pork with a C. All right, let's continue here with your phone calls about what you want. Dave is in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Dave. Hello. In, hello there. How you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Dave? Uh, well... I have some questions about uh, protests that I think you guys are doing up at the Keene Middle School. Well, I wouldn't use the term protest, but uh, I understand the uh, the news. because you don't use the term protest the, the, anymore. No, that's not true. Uh, prote- it's, it's always a celebration for you. Well, no, that was an outreach, actually. Uh, pro- protest has... Outreach. Right, the, the, the wow. word... Right, the word protest kind of has a connotation that uh, you know that you are angry about something or or against something. And certainly, I am against the government schools. But the purpose of that uh, the event you're discussing was not to uh, to protest them, but to simply reach out to young people and expose them to some alternative ideas. So, yelling at the teachers with megaphones while you're wearing guns in front of twelve-year-olds. Well, you're 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 kind of Dave, it sounds to me like you're grouping people together as though they're all the same person. There was one person who had a gun, uh, another person who had a megaphone, and I wouldn't say that he was yelling through the megaphone. He was speaking uh, toward uh, mostly toward the students, from what I could tell, but I wasn't around him the whole time. Well, from one of the teachers that I know that was there, uh, they felt very threatened by you guys. Why would that be? And, and because uh, it... It's just not appropriate to show up at a rally, whatever you want to call it, outreach, whatever it is, in front of 12-year-olds wearing a gun. Well, David, um, I, I understand that, where you're coming from. You it's it's that's unusual. Not intimidation. D- David, you're it's unusual. Out of your mind. David, it's unusual, but I'd like to point out that the town uh, had people there, too, with guns, that the city of Keene had people there with guns. Why is it okay... Oh, I see. Police officers can wear the guns, but the average individual who's responsible, who should be responsible for their own protection, the protection, say, of the people they love, um, they shouldn't be wearing guns? Why is that, David? Um, Well, the police officers were there in response to you guys, right? Not me, but go ahead. They they didn't show up there just willy-nilly. Right, they showed up there in response to you. Well, they they should, actually they have police officers stationed in schools too, as school resource officers. Sometimes yeah. those people wear guns too. Can you imagine Sometimes. that the city puts people with guns in buildings where my twelve-year-old's being educated? And you know what? They're there to protect and to serve. That, right? So so were these people with the guns on their hips that were uh, there doing the yeah. protest, as you so, call it. You know, when someone comes up, oh, now it is a protest. Well, look, I'm, I'm, I'll call it a protest. I don't mind. There. My friend's calling it a. a you're an talking. There are three different people. Dave, there are three different protest. people on this show. Just so you know, you're talking with three so, distinct individuals here. That's fine. So now 
now, but they're all like-minded, right? Um, so not necessarily. We are, we, are not, we are not a trinity like God. No, but you guys use the term like-minded, correct? Like-minded I believe some of the same things that the people sitting at this if, table believe. If we all thought the same, well, David, somebody wouldn't be thinking. You go, we'll call it whatever you want to call it. Protest, whatever you want to call it. Speaking to 12-year-olds... You're the one playing the word games here, David. I'm telling you, there's men with guns employed by the city hanging out every single day with your 12-year-olds. Yeah, Aren't you outraged? Why yeah, is it different? they're not screaming through megaphones look, at them. If you just, them look, if you stand there on the corner, David... Wearing- you you can't amplify yourself. That's what that's what a megaphone does. Okay, first of all, you keep put, you keep painting everybody in the same uh, the same vein here, David. The the guy with the megaphone didn't have a gun. Although I don't see why it would matter even if he did have a gun. He wasn't waving it about or threatening anybody. He was speaking ideas through the megaphone. Are you intimidated by people with guns when they're not in front of the middle school? No, because I think you guys are all a bunch of idiots. Oh well, that's I know you think that <laughs> that's certainly name calling, and it's not the most intelligent of uh, of things to say. But uh, that's fine. You're certainly welcome to think that way. So, is only intimidation of uh, of a twelve year old when it's in front of a middle school, not when you might be in a restaurant or something like that? Yeah. Why? I have a business in town, and I don't allow open weapons in my business. That's, that's your business. It's your private that's business. Right. You can set whatever rules you want to. But I'm asking you: Is it intimidation? Uh, when somebody is in a business that is allowing guns with a 12-year-old in that very same business. Is that also intimidation? I have many customers that tell me that when you guys show up with guns, they feel intimidated. You guys. Whether, so is it, well, now, wait a minute. Is it, is it just the liberty activists that you're intimidated by, or is it anybody who has a gun? Because in New Hampshire, it's fully legal to open carry a firearm. Yeah, if you don't like the laws yeah, in I New Hampshire, why don't that. you get the hell out, David? Yeah, move back to Mass. I mean, isn't that what you feel like the free staters should do? Leave, go back to where you came from? Why don't you? That's the law. You know what? Uh, you guys are the ones that showed up with your stupid little ideas. About- wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, wait. What's the stupid? Wait, wait. Which idea is stupid? Because we haven't even gotten into that part. We've just been kind of dancing around the outside. Which particular idea is stupid? Pick one. Uh, there are lots of them. Pick one. You know, We've only got time for one. Okay, well, here's the deal. You guys are like a bunch of four-year-olds. Okay, I don't want to make a deal with you. I asked you a question about which you said it was stupid. Uh, so which what which of our ideas is stupid? Well, your protests are really stupid. Okay, but you said the ideas were stupid. Which ideas? You had protests in this town before they showed up. I saw some crazy woman with a sign on Central Square saying that the whole world was going to end on such and such a date. She was out there for two months. You know what? Um, I know what. What's that? Ideas are fine. But the way that you guys do your protests are absolutely ridiculous. Okay, you guys. Now, are you talking to every single activist out there? This is what I'm confused about, David. If you'll hang on, we'll bring it back. We can continue this discussion. Because at first you said the ideas were stupid, and now you're saying the ideas are fine. So maybe you, you agree with the ideas, but you think the expression of them is stupid. I'd like to get a little bit of clarification from you here, because I want to learn. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, including our uh, news updates, our Shrine of Female listeners. The Shrine has dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of this program. You can head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See it for yourself. That's shrine freetalklive.com. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use coupon code FTL, that's FTL as in Free Talk Live, and sign up today at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. It doesn't matter whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. Coupon code FTL. All right, uh, I think Dave is still with us. Dave in uh, New Hampshire, are you still there? I'm here. I appreciate you sticking around uh, for the uh, the conversation. You called in originally with some critique uh, for some of the the liberty activists up here in uh, in the Keene area, and uh, and it's just some of them because not all of them have gone out to uh, to do the the recent middle school outreach that we've uh, we've discussed. But recently, at one of well, the middle school. You you can call it whatever you want. I think it was an outreach. You called it, it, was, you called it a protest. No, no Mark I, I called actually it a I did, and I, I consider it a protest. I think that it. Um, I, I think can't that people. Tell which person I'm talking to. Understood. That's okay. Understood. That's okay. So, to tell on the phone. That's okay. You're talking to Ian right now, and I consider it an outreach. I had information. I was reaching out to uh, students. I was giving it to them. Uh, we had websites. We were promoting it. Uh, from my from my perspective, it was not a protest, but nonetheless, uh, we were out front right, of. The, let's let's just be fair. Talking through a megaphone. Okay, someone was speaking through a megaphone mm-hmm. saying school sucks with a sign that says school sucks school project. Sucks. Nope. Right? You've been misinformed. I don't know. Maybe you just read. Did you actually see what happened or did you just read the no, newspaper I article about it? I spoke to one of the teachers who was there. Okay. Well, the sign says schoolsucksproject.com, not school sucks. And actually, we changed okay. the sign. Later on, the sign changed because the first signs weren't really the best. The second sign actually said education rules schoolsucksproject.com. So the message very clearly later on that we agree with education, just not the government schools. But I wanted to actually bring yeah, somebody on here with you, the Dave. The sign did say school sucks. That's no, no, the, the sign box. doesn't say school sucks and never did. It always said school sucks project or, podca- or podcast. Okay, was- but anyone who's looking at that sign is going to read school sucks. Okay, schoolsucks.com. I'm going to tell you, school sucks, dude. The the public schools educa- education in this country um, sucks. And, and don't send your kids there. I'm not I going to. Why are you making me pay school? for it? I didn't say because it's public school. I understand. I understand the the concept. Why should I be forced to pay to send your kid to school when likely my kids didn't go to public school? I paid for my kids to go to private school. Fine, I went to private school too. Why should I be obligated to send someone else's kids to public school? Because it's public school. That's That's not an answer. That is not an answer. That's not not a responsive answer. Called public shakedown is what it is. No, if it was a private school, then I would pay for my own kid, and you would pay for your own kid. Look, dude, I get the difference between public and private. I understand. Public schools are simply a welfare babysitting operation for middle-class Americans. Most of whom don't send your kids there. I'm not going to. Look, no problem. Well, yes, how, there's a problem. No I've got to pay $2,500 a year to send somebody else's kid who likely drives a better car and lives in a bigger house than I do. Doesn't that stink? You don't like the way your tax dollars are spent. Protest the way your tax dollars are 
kids. They were. But you can protest school. all you want, but they'll still take the uh, your house from you when you decide if you decide you don't want to pay. Look, Dave, I actually wanted you to get on the line here with a guy who actually had the gun because uh, there was only one guy with a gun that I know of out in front of the middle school, and he's with us here. Pete Ayer is on the line. Pete, thanks for coming on tonight. You're on with Dave. Uh, he believes that you were attempting to uh, intimidate uh, the the children at the the school, and I was just wondering what was your intent in wearing a gun in front of the uh, the middle school. Uh, I didn't have any special intent of wearing it in front of the middle school uh, as opposed to any other, you know, building or property or house or anything like that. I mean, I just, I believe that I have, uh, you know, I own myself and therefore I don't just have the freedom to act, but the responsibility. That's the flip side. And I just, you know, I want to make sure, I hope never, you know, I never have to use anything like that, but I want to make sure the means are there if something were to ever happen, you know. And I asked, I asked a, a parent, I think, who, uh, who asked so he's asking me about it, you know, at a different a different location, and um, said, well, why do you do that? And I said, well, you probably keep a fire extinguisher, like, at your home or maybe even in your vehicle, right? And they said, sure. And I said, well, you know, why do you do that? And they're like, well, just in case, you know, in case there's an emergency and I need that. And that's exactly why, like, for me, part of it is, like, a defense thing, you know, just in case, like, someone were to try to jump me or something. But I also do it to remind people of their rights and... We should not, I, I don't believe, I mean, I don't believe that we should try to shield that from anybody, regardless of their age. I mean, they see, if, if you don't believe that I have the right to carry a firearm in front of the students, would you tell the people wearing the silly costumes with a piece of metal pinned to their costume that they don't have the right to wear a firearm? I mean, that's the point I made to the to police officers when I showed up on the scene that day. They said, hey, just so you know, we got a, uh, someone called about that, so we're just out here today. And I said, hey, guys, like, you guys have firearms, too. And they're like, hey, we know, we know. Like, we're on your side. We're gun guys, too. Like, but we're just out here, you know. So I, I don't know. I guess I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. Uh, my thoughts are uh, I have no problem with people carrying weapons. I have people that come into my business all the time carrying weapons, but they wear concealed. They have concealed weapons. But you chose to wear your weapon outside on your hip or wherever you're wearing it, in front of the children, and you know darn well, whether you intend it or not, you know darn well that is a sign of intimidation. Whether you intended it to be or not, you know that it is. It is to people you who know, are afraid of guns. I, I want to get, make sure Pete has no, a chance to respond, Wayne. Sorry, go ahead, Pete. Guns. I'm not afraid of guns, but it's an intimidating thing, and that's just a fact. Whether you intend it to be that way or not, it is. Sure, and Dave, I appreciate your concern, and, and I think, you know, in some levels it could be valid, but I, I, I try it to present myself valid. as like a... Levels, it is valid. Why don't you no, do it in front of the old folks' home? Why don't you do it in front of a retirement community? Or why don't you do it in front of uh, a metal hospital? Well, I know Pete, and he does it yeah. everywhere. I mean, Pete... Yeah, Pete wears a gun. Pete yeah. wears a gun actually, everywhere yeah. he goes. Yeah, and yeah, Dave, actually well, today, like... We were in Portsmouth over the weekend, and someone called in that there was a freestater with a gun on their ankle, and that was in the police blotter today. And I had broke no law, but yet someone, you know, we got a lot of interactions out there when I was open carrying as well. And, and um, But I don't know. I don't, I don't think that just the simple act of open carrying is intimidation. I mean, if, if you believe that that's intimidating, at what point would you say it's not? Like, 
Do you think it's intimidating to some people? To some people, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think each individual decides for themselves, Dave, how, whether or not they want to be intimidated. Right, I could see a man. I could see a man on the street with a lot of muscles who's very large, and uh, I could be intimidated by him. But that would be my choice to be intimidated. He might be the nicest man in the you know in the whole town. I, I wouldn't know that until I actually spoke with him. But if I was too scared on my own volition to do that, I would never end up finding out. So it really is up to the individual to decide how they feel. I think it's absolutely true that it's intimidating, Dave, um, because if it wasn't intimidating, the cops wouldn't do it. Well, wait um, a minute, Mark. I mean, kids used to carry guns to school. They, I don't think... they did, but that's not the culture today. But that wasn't cops intimidating. Cops open carry, and it's intended to be an intimidation tactic. But no, it's... Wait, wait, I have... Dave, I have a question for you. Do you think that the general consensus, the public's uh, opinion of things, uh, sort of on a, an aggregate, do you think sometimes they're wrong? Obviously. Okay, great. I'd like to read a couple of statistics to you just very quickly about um, the, the wild, wild west when people did actually wear guns on their hips. If you take well, the t- we're not in the wild, wild west, are we? I'd like to read you some statistics. I'll tell you what, Mark. Can you, can I, you take a, a, a cue from history? Hold that thought on the statistics. I want to give Pete, I know I interrupted Pete. He was busy doing something. Pete, I want to give you a chance to throw out your final thoughts here and we'll let you go. Sure. I mean, I just say that I actually didn't even give it a second thought whether I was open carrying at the school that day. I open care everywhere. It is my right. Um, if someone's intimidated by it, I hope that's not the case, but I try to present myself in a very personable and open and, like, conversational well, manner. What? And, and you, don't, you don't open carry in my store. That's fine. It's your and store. You can make whatever rules store. you want. It's your, hey, it's Pete. your property. Yeah. Thanks, okay. Pete. I appreciate uh, you taking the time out from your evening here to, uh, to talk to Dave. Now, uh, Mark, you wanted to read some of this stuff from the Wild West. Uh, right. And Dave, if you want to stick around, you're welcome, too. Uh, Abilene, Ellsworth, Wichita, Dodge have City. Good, have, have a really good time at Dork Fest. That's, that's oh, nice. very I, brilliant, I the, Dave. I love the epithets, man. I mean, why don't you tell us what your store is? <laughs> Why should I? Well, I, 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 I mean, you're, you're the one who wants to call into our show and, and give us a give us a piece of your mind. Why don't you tell us where, what your store is, buddy? Because I'd rather not say it over the air. You're intimidating him, Mark. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm, I'm intimidating him. He's, he's liable to, to, to have uh, people not go into his store and we'll, spend money we'll that uh, he's calling dorks. Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Still laughing at the uh, the dork fest thing, Wayne? <laughs> yes, I am. 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live, inviting you to take control of the airwaves. And if you are contrary to Free Talk Live, you're more likely to get more airtime. It's just more uh, more entertaining, in my opinion, to, uh, Better to, talk, radio. to, yeah, to talk to somebody who disagrees. Yeah, uh, that's so I appreciate, fun. I appreciate Dave calling in, even though you know sometimes he he falls back to the most base of uh, of arguments and basically hostile and yeah, yeah just just ad name, hominem attacks and all just those name things. calling just just yeah. kind of kind of sad but hey we still want you to call in and bring up anything 800-259-9231 and he claimed he wasn't listening either which is weird because how else would he know to call in he usually listens on saturday nights but he's calling in during a weeknight it may be because uh words going around town that there's uh, a new transmitter on the air here in Keene. so maybe he's listening to that 
Uh, 1-800-259-9231. Wayne? I was going to say something. I don't generally open carry myself. However, every, every person that I've ever known who's open carried, I've never known it to be their intention to intimidate anyone, but only to educate the public as to what their rights yeah, are. Yeah, there was one guy that was here for a little while that was kind of a hothead, and I don't know if he was intending to intimidate, but he certainly was a little slipshod in his uh, manner of, uh, of open carrying, and some of the other activists had words with him, yeah. and he shaped up real quick right. uh, after that. But, but the most important lesson I take away from this is that and I could tell anybody, is that the mind is the weapon. Everything else is just a tool. If you are going to hurt somebody, even if you don't have a gun, you'll do it with something. So, uh, it, the the idea that one is frightened by a gun on one's hip, mm-hmm. uh, it, I, I, I'm not going to say that, that it's not true. That I'm not going to say that Dave is wrong in saying that. I'm, I'm willing to concede that point. However, it is foolish. The fact is you should treat... Absolutely everybody like they've got a concealed weapon. You should treat those 12-year-olds coming out of that middle school like they're packing heat because the fact is anybody could be. And you should. And, if you're and, intimidated, you mean. Right. Well, uh, I don't tend to worry too much about people packing. You should. Or, tre- I didn't a- tell you to worry, okay. dude. I told you to act like. Uh, you should treat everyone. everyone with the respect that um, you would afford somebody who, who has a gun sitting there glistening on their hip. Right. Well, I mean, and, if somebody's got a gun on their hip, you know, if they you know, they've got a gun. There's no question about it. And you can tell what they're going to do if they're going to draw the gun. Whereas if somebody's got it concealed, you may not know until it's too late. So really, somebody being con- having a concealed weapon is is more of a dangerous, I think, a dangerous situation. Yeah. I, I have to agree. Yeah. So um, I'd like I wanted to go through some statistics about the Wild West versus yeah, what was today. That all about? Um, and we've we've gone through the so called Wild West, right? And and the idea is is when you carry this gun and well, this isn't the Wild West. Well, let me tell you about the Wild West here real quick. Uh, many people will will say these very things, and I the. Things are different now. Admittedly, there are police and things like that. The police aren't going to save you. If somebody uh, robs you, or uh, the police are there to clean up the mess and write a report. So this is Abilene, Ellsworth, Wichita, Dodge City, Caldwell, um, for the years from 1870 to 1885. These are, this is the Wild West. Dodge City is on this list. So is Wichita. And this is the years 1870-1885. There were 45 total homicides that means people killed not murders homicides mm-hmm. um, this, that equates to a rate of approximately one murder per hundred thousand residents per year so every year hundred thousand people one murder compare that to washington dc where there are 31 murders per hundred thousand residents and i'm just going to hit the 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 cities and their numbers at this point new york six baltimore 45 newark 37 they didn't even put something like, uh, uh, you know, San Juan, Puerto Rico on here or, uh, you know, many of the other places where, and in fact, crime rates are even higher. So this, the fact is, the Wild West, significantly safer place, six times safer than New York City, and that's the best number that was on this list. It's 43 times as safe as Baltimore. You wish the world was as safe as it was. With people carrying guns in their hips, you'll have a significantly safer society because, well, there won't be any purse, purse snatchings, I can tell you it's, that. It's one of the reasons why New Hampshire is such a safe place. It's one of the safest places in all of the United States of America because of its fairly lax gun legislation. There's not much here. There's a concealed carry permit that shall issue. Uh, they have the requisite bans on felons carrying, which I think is foolish. They should repeal those. But, uh, I mean, e- even here in New Hampshire, they repealed the uh, the knife legislation. You can now have a switchblade on you, and it's, it's no problem. But for me, I'm not intimidated by somebody carrying a firearm. 
I am intimidated or, or you know, ba- bugged by somebody carrying a firearm unsafely. If somebody is is there was an incident uh, last year at the the Porcupine Freedom Festival where some guy was showing off his uh, his gun and he didn't really seem to really get it. Like he he seemed a little hmm, I don't know how to, how best to describe this guy, but he he, he was doing it for kind of showily, if you will. It wasn't right. as if a gun is uh, going to be impressive in a place where a bunch of people everybody's carrying, got him. Yeah, a gun on their yeah. hip. And people were actually calling that guy the Fed. All weekend long because he was just strange and nobody knew who he was and I, I don't know what he was. He was very, a very unusual character and people had words with that guy. And so when, when people, that's that's what bothers me. But somebody carrying a firearm safely in a holster that that doesn't bother me. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's talk to Josh listening in Texas. Josh, you're on Free Talk Live. The in Wayne and Mark. Josh in Texas, going once. Josh, you're on the air. Uh, how y'all doing? What's on your mind tonight, Josh? Uh, I was just calling to tell you guys thank you. I mean, y'all are, y'all are doing a good job. I've been listening for a couple of weeks here. And, uh, you know, the, the the demeanor and the way you guys handle uh, people who don't disagree is, is uh, good to go. People who don't agree, you mean? That's what I said. Do you think? Do you think we were hard on Dave because we've got some history with him? And I can say that I, you know, I, I felt like a, I, I lost a bit of control. <laughs> no, not at all. No, uh, Dave's an antagonizer, man. I mean, he calls well, in for the purpose of calling names and and trying well, to he, get you out of he was, irate. He he was backpedaling and and uh, you know, well, what don't you like about our ideas? Oh, you protest and, well, and this kind of thing. He yeah, he never really answer answered my question. question. Well, what about Dave that. doesn't like is protests. Dave was um, has called in previously and he said that he was out in Berkeley. It's ironic for someone who's from Berkeley. You'd think that someone coming well, from Berkeley would I don't Berkeley know that he's from appreciate- Berkeley. He said he was in Berkeley, um, the college at the time, the naked mm-hmm. guy was there back in uh, the mid-early 90s. And he didn't like, he, he just doesn't like somebody rocking the boat. That's his, his shtick. And... I thought that's what Berkeley was all about. People that go there like to rock the boat and protest. And right. Things like and and you know, gener- generalizing. If obviously. you don't like how we do it here, Dave, I guess you better just leave. I, I think that's the because the, the, that's what he's basically saying when he that's says, we don't like fallback. you here. Get out of here. That's all, well, that's all that they really have. The it's, status. it's so funny well, that in this case, the law says that people can can open carry, but he doesn't like that either. One thing I'm not sure about, though, is what what were you all even doing over there uh, or whoever was there at the middle school? I was I, I was there. I read the story. Uh, the, the purpose is to, uh, I know Mark wants to call it a protest, but for me it was an outreach. I was reaching out to uh, young people to expose them to uh, some alternative ideas, specifically the School Sucks, pod, uh, excuse me, School Sucks Project. It's a podcast, and it's got some, uh, some great ideas in there about some alternatives to government education and, and getting education out of the government's hands. So really that was the point, uh, and a general outreach of uh, exposing them to freekeen.com and some of the, uh, the activism and the ideas about freedom there. No, I understand that. Got uh, four homeschooled kids of my own. So yeah, because they're not going to learn about freedom in government school. That's for darn sure. Right. The idea that Dave was trying to portray is that look, you're free to send your kids wherever you want, but what you're not free to do is to choose Stop to paying. not pay for this uh, a bloated uh, uh, government's welfare system for middle class people if public school was really about educating kids that wouldn't otherwise get education then what you wouldn't see driving up there is a bunch of glistening new automobiles and every time i go to the public school in my beat up 1993 dodge shadow with peeling paint is a bunch of people who are driving nicer cars and living in better houses than me that demand through the force of government that I pay to send their kids to school. And I'll tell you what, I'm educating my kid right now, which means that that's money I don't have to educate my kid. It's robbery. 
plain and right. simple. It's robbery for the benefit of your family from my family because I don't want to send my kid to your stinking crappy school. Josh, any final hey, thoughts? I, yeah, can I shift gears just real quick? Yeah, I was quick. listening to your uh, recent Alex Jones uh, when you're on his show recently talking about immigration as mm-hmm. well. And another thing that I really liked is that you guys are talking, you're, you're emphasizing taking away the we and, and, and the ownership of, of the state, you know, and that's something I wish more uh, liberty activists would spend more time doing. But it's so it's hard. It is so difficult because hard. even though we know, uh, yeah, even though those of us on the show are aware of this, uh, this tendency of, of, of Americans to speak in collectivist terms, uh, it still is something that infects us, and it's still something that we have to constantly be uh, aware of happening. And it's, I think I agree with you. It's very important because once you start separating yourself from that we, once you start saying things like, well, no, it's not me. I'm not bombing people in Iraq, and I don't support that at all. It's, it's not well, me. And, it, and it, it welcomes people. Into, they invite conversation that way, whereas if you go and uh, – I think if you go and just try and bring up uh, things that we would like to talk about with the average Joe, they're going to look at you all cross-eyed and walk away. But if you if you just speak the way you ought to speak, they actually start asking questions. Yeah, it's really an us versus them out. thing. There's those of us who love freedom, and there's those of them who love to control. I thank you for the call, Josh, and there's more coming up here. At hour number three is on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That is 1-800-259-9231. More coming up here in moments. More Free Talk Live on the way. Hour 3 next. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com this is free talk live you can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll free bring up anything you want 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line 1-800-259-9231 joining you tonight it's ian and Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. We've got a lot of features there, including our webcam. With uh, It's free, by the way. The, the webcam allows you to go and watch and listen to the show and chat all at the same time. Because we built a chat room into the same page as the webcam. So just go to cam.freetalklive.com to experience that. It's free, of course. Again, cam.freetalklive.com. And it's brought to you by MemoryDealers.com. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zenpacks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. All right, we continue taking your phone calls about what you want. Let's go to John in Texas first. John, you're on Free Talk Live. The Wayne and Mark. Hey, guys. I got a question for y'all. Yes, sir. How would y'all deal with the illegal immigration problem along the border? 
Well, I don't uh, personally believe that people, this is a great issue and it's a very in-depth one. I don't believe that people can be illegal. I believe that people are just human beings. And if, uh, so I'd, I guess I'd like to ask you further, what is the problem uh, that you would uh, be more, can you be more specific as to the problem? Well, like today I saw a news report how they've shut off a national park that goes three counties deep or 80 miles into Arizona because it's been, they have drug, armed drug guys and traffickers. Okay, so you've identified two problems, uh, and they're both government problems. One, that they shut down the park. Uh, well, the government who's, chose to do... The, who's that? The government chose... Uh, the government chose to, to shut down the park, park too. The, the National Parks, the National Park Service, they didn't shut it down. They put a warning up advising people not to go into the parks because of the armed, illegal, paramilitary-type operations that are being run in this park. Sure, the drug, the drug gangsters. Now, that's the second point, is that those people wouldn't exist if it weren't for the government's war on drugs. Right. The, gov- the, the United States government forced Mexico when Mexico had decided its legal government had decided that they were going to legalize a certain level of... Uh, Decrim, yeah. uh, decriminalize a certain level of, of drug possession in their country. The United States government stepped on their neck, because you know who runs this, this block around here in North America, um, stepped on their neck and made them recriminalize it and the fact is the united states government has created the problem we have with uh, with drugs in this country and therefore the problem of all these armed criminals that are uh, you know fighting it out on the streets of mexico and here how many gangsters uh, before before we continue uh, just for a little thought experiment how many gangsters and maybe not for you maybe you you get it on this but uh, how many gangsters are trafficking in alcohol across the border Oh, I know what you're saying. It's yeah. like prohibition. It's exactly and, like that. And uh, no, so I get it. What you're saying, okay. Yeah. And and I see your point there. If you delegalize it, uh, you know. Yep. Yeah. And why? Now, and why would why ten? You, why would tens of millions of, of people from, say, Mexico, want to come to the U.S. when their country is a beautiful country and they have to come up here and learn the language and and try to get around all the laws and intimidation people who don't like them? I and mean, why would that happen? unless the government of Mexico was, was causing this. And the government of Mexico right. is controlled by the government of the U.S. Mm. Well, to some extent. I mean, there's... Oh, it's larger than you think. They're, larger they're, than you think. Heavily well, okay, it's called foreign aid. Do, do, all right, we got all this foreign aid going over there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, but yet hundreds and thousands of their people, just people, come across the border and and avail themselves to our welfare system. Well, it's not my system. It's the government system. And, and I, I, we, it's our system. Well, no, that, that implies some ownership. And, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't accept that ownership of that system. It's not my system. I didn't ask for it, and I don't want to pay for it, and I don't want to be a part and of it. And we don't really allow it either. And I'd, I'd ask you this question. Um, you know, there's, there's people that live in Ciudad Juarez uh, over there that um, they live actually geographically closer to me here in New Hampshire than people who, say, live in uh, San Diego. But American citizens can go with their hands out and get uh, the, the free welfare and all that other stuff. But the people from, uh, you know, that are actually geographically close or Montreal's just around the block here uh, from where I live sure, in, in New sure. Hampshire. Why should I not have to pay for those people? It, and when well, you he's start... not arguing for welfare. No, he's not. Think... I'm, I'm just saying that when it comes down to it, welfare's the problem right, here. Right, that's another if government a, problem. If you put a bowl of dry, crunchy cat food out on the porch, uh, out on your front porch, <laughs> don't get upset that cats come, stray cats come mm-hmm. by and eat it. 
Oh, this is only right. for my no, kitties. <laughs> and then you have you have eroding property rights in this country. You've got the war on drugs. You've got um, welfare. You've got a whole host of government-created problems that, that basically attract people, and all these things do. And if you listen, you, you had mentioned something on the news. It's designed to make you outrageous. It's designed to make you want to fight with these people. It, it's a diversion. They're the enemy. And, and, yeah, they're, they're creating chaos, and they're creating instability. That's the whole design. That, that's what they do. That's and then what, the state capitalizes on that by uh, promoting more. Pro- well, we've got to solve this immigration problem, so we'll solve it with a police state. And yes. that's what, of course, they're proposing. And we, want, and we want laws to make sure that, so that, that employers have to check with the government before they can hire people. Or we can stop you on the street and demand you show your papers. I mean, that's what this is coming to. And for me, that's a really scary situation. So it all really comes down to the fact that the government has welfare. The government has this insane war on drugs that creates crime. And the welfare, of course, encourages people to be deadbeats and so in the absence of uh, of these governmental programs it would be no problem people coming here and immigrating and they think? Think for, and there's never been a problem from canada really the reason why there's such a big uproar over mexico is that so many people have poured in because of these conditions and and you don't hear any when there's a natural organic kind of migration back and forth over borders like we have we've had with canada for decades there's no problem nobody ever complains about it well nobody complained well, about enough, immigration it, it's it's enough i think the difference between the southern border and the northern border, border with Canada, is that we're dealing with one country up on the northern border, Canada, and and the back and forth, the two, our, the United States culture, Canadian culture, very similar, um, and and enough immigration. It's not overwhelming. It's not. 10,000 people moving into a, a particular city or county. Sure, but I, I have to disagree with the statement that, uh, that, that the culture is similar. I think there are different cultures within the United States. I don't think there's any sort of overarching culture in general, and I and I and I'm not I, I don't think it was a, a racist statement. I'm not saying that, but I think it it could come off as sounding that way because yeah, there are I people who there are that. there but, are plenty of people in Mexico who have the kind of classic American values of you know hard work yep. and working smart and family. and uh, and their family but, and and moving up and and a lot the of them are problem. very religious, which a lot of Americans are very religious. I could say you could draw as many parallels between Mexico as you could uh, in Canada. Well, the problem with Mexico is we're not on the southern border is we're not dealing with just Mexico. We're dealing with the countries from Central America, South America. Well, it's America. not a problem though. None of that's a problem. The problems are well, what we are. I mean, it is a problem. It is a problem. I mean, even a sponge hits a saturation point. Oh, no, okay, so the, the, okay, let's let's talk about that because it sounds like you're suggesting overpopulation might be the issue. Yeah, I've driven through the United States, and um, I can tell you that you could, there's places in the United States you can push the it's seek maybe not so button much on your guys, FM radio and not hear anyone. Say again. It's not so much physical people. You know, we can put people all over the place. We could probably take in another couple of hundred million and, and have room. Oh yeah. The problem is, do we have the infrastructure. If you put the government in charge of infrastructure, you're Absolutely right. Absolutely, you won't. The infrastructure will fail. Right. But the infrastructure, the the job. I mean, like oh, the jobs will be there. Jobs those, come. those people are going to. I promise you, they're going to eat food and they're going to live in structures. The, uh, and the you'll yeah. absolutely have. Um, you know, those those people will benefit the uh, economy. The, the economy that's dead would absolutely spring to life if you if you let a hundred thousand people in here. Yeah. Immigration in a free in a free marketplace uh, allows for a better economy and a, and a healthier and healthier economy and more production and lower costs and 
and all those sorts of things. And as far as the uh, the overpopulation issue, it's it's really not a problem at all. As long as you've got the marketplace handling expansion, it would be fine. But again, we're talking about a fantasy world. Uh, and I thank you for the call and the discussion here tonight. There's more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. All right. And uh, Mark, tell me about Lumithin Plus. Lumithin Plus is a product that uh, I I worked in conjunction with... uh, uh, a team of experts to to create it is uh, it's caraluma which is a, a cactus from india that causes your appetite to be suppressed uh, they actually the indians used it in that particular geographic area used it as a a famine um uh, you know food and well if you're not hungry it's easier to to handle a, a famine and you can get it and it has it's worked great for me um as far as uh knocking the the pounds off it's LumaThinPlus.com. Go there. You can uh, check out the science behind it and uh, see the website, LumaThinPlus.com. All right. Again, the toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. You can join us at FreeTalkLive.com. And we continue with your phone calls. Dan is in Utah. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dan. I'm not lying. I would never do that to you. Dan, you're on the air. Dan, going once. Dan. Hi, are you there? Hi, Dan. Who's lying? Hi, man. <laughs> you, you're on All the right. air, Dan. Hey, guys. Dan, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I'm a miracle worker by nature, man. That's my nature. What do you mean by a miracle worker? What does that mean? That means that everything that you want with your life is yours. Okay, that's great. And, and, then, and you can have it. I want to propel myself to the moon via my own flatulence. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll do that then. Well, <laughs> it's not really something you can do uh, in a moment's notice, but uh, perhaps, Mark, if you are able to uh, to hire the right designers and engineers, you a could methane-powered somehow... methane-powered rocket. Exactly what I was thinking. Some sort of uh, human methane-powered... Uh, you better be careful. We could beat a Jim Carrey movie right now. <laughs> now, uh, so now, I generally agree that people can pretty much uh, do whatever it is that they want. If they can think it up, it, it generally can be done. I mean, if you, if you look around you, everything that you see was uh, pretty much uh, once a thought. In someone's mind, I mean, the microphones we're speaking into, the walls that are surrounding us here. Uh, somebody could have been, a, could have been a dream. Somebody could have had a yeah. dream. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Whatever you want, have. I mean, all you got to do is look up into the. You got to do what? You look up into the stars, and then you know, you're when you're looking at the stars, you know, you're seeing the past. And then, and then you just, like, show up, like, right now, like, wow. Okay. <laughs> Far out, man. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 
I want what he's drinking. It's beautiful. Or whatever. 1-800-259-9231. But, I mean, besides, maybe he wasn't the best at, uh, at expressing his ideas there, but I, I do tend to, to have uh, agreement with the, the concept that, uh, that you know, you, you can really create for yourself what it is that, uh, that you want in life. I mean, uh, Wayne, you told me select it, project it, expect it, collect it. Yes. Right? Spec. What's that mean? Spec, S-P-E-C. What does that mean? Well, first, you, you, you have to really be clear about what you want first. And once you're specific about what you want, then you start to project it out there. You, you start to think about it. You start to focus it. Just kind of like when you're about to buy a certain type of car, all of a sudden you see it on, on the streets more. Same thing with, with projection. And then you start to expect it to come. And, but you, you're willing to let go of it and, and, and be detached from it. But you just you keep projecting that, that, and, uh, and that expectation. And then when it comes your way, you collect it. There it is. So it's a simple process, and uh, you know, so some people, uh, the skeptics out there, will say, "Well, that's a bunch of crap, Wayne. Not everybody can be a winner." Well, that's true. I tell you, the first time it really it was apparent to me. I lived in Hawaii, and I decided one day, you know, I want I want a blue Honda Accord hatchback. This is back in the eighties when they had the Accord hatchback, and uh, I just I knew the color and everything. And a week later, I was driving through a parking lot, and there was one sitting there for sale. Hmm. Was it good? Good price? Yeah. And I bought it, and I drove it for two years, and I sold it for what I paid for after Damn. two years. Well, you can't beat that. <laughs> you you might uh, uh, you know select it, uh, project it, and collect it uh, on a on a Mercury Sable, and you won't get the uh, the resale value. I can tell you that. Much. But I wouldn't I wouldn't have I would have asked for one of those. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and to the people that are you know critical of that particular viewpoint, you want if you want to call it the law of attraction or whatever, uh, you can do that. But of the people that are uh, that are critical, then that's fine. Then yeah, you can't get what you want. I mean, if if that's mm-hmm. what you want to believe is right. that you can't get what you want, then that's fine. You can have that belief system and see where it gets you. I think a, a person who um, you know, I think the the right attitude in life is fifty percent of any job that you're doing. Mm. Um, and if you have the attitude that you're going to achieve whatever it is that you set out about doing, yeah, there there may very well be setbacks along the way. There are going to be of setbacks course. along the way, and part of the fun, you know, that's, <laughs> um, you can look at them as problems, or you can look at them as challenges. challenges. You can look at them mm. as uh, road bumps on the speed uh, on the life's road to success. Whatever you want to do, or you can take the first one and say, "Oh, screw it," and give it, up. It's not possible. It just yeah. can't be done. You know, I enjoy teaching this lesson to my kids through sports. Because in sports, it, it hits you right away. You see that whatever you believe, you're going to be right. So if you say, well, I can't hit off this guy, well, you're not going to. Mm-hmm. But if that's what you want. So whenever my kids use that language, I always question them. I said, is that what you want? They said, no, well. Speak wh- what whatever, you want. Yeah, speak. Whatever you speak, you'll be right eventually. You're welcome to share your stories uh, that uh, kind of back this uh, this up or or critique critique it eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I think there's a uh, I think there's a point where you where it sounds like crap, crack pottery though. I mean, like you can. It's I some, agree. Uh, you, you've got you've got to be able to say, well, you know, the, this guy that uh, this this picture is challenging for me or something like mm-hmm. that. I mean, you know, those you need to be able to use the language to describe what's right. going well, on. I want world peace. Uh, but I understand that it, uh, there's a buffer of time involved, and uh, <laughs> maybe I won't see that. Right, in I'm not going to speak that piece into existence today. Right. But if I say that I'm going to, uh, you know, that that I am going to see peace in my lifetime, you know, and you dedicate your life to it, you're going to probably see 
a greater amount of peace. For one, there's a greater amount of peace uh, in the last century than there have been in the preceding centuries and centuries before them. I think the real, I think the most legitimate critique of this particular viewpoint, the you can have what you want, law of attraction, etc., that that viewpoint, is that some of the proponents, uh, some of the the people that are out there uh, promulgating books and videos and things like that, kind of have a viewpoint Sell that, it like witchcraft. Right, that you can just think about it and it'll happen. Uh, that uh, that you don't have to that that Wayne when you wanted the uh, the blue car that it would have just fallen in your lap and someone would have given you the car or something like that. I like, looked for it. I probably subconsciously was looking more intently for that car because sure. I was really. I but put you it out still had to take it. the action of going and talking to the owner, and you know no, nobody just came to you and said, right. Wayne, it's Publishers Clearinghouse. We've given you this blue car that you've always wanted. Right. You know, it doesn't it's, happen like that. You have to take action mm-hmm. toward it. But if you if you aren't if you aren't taking the action with the intention, if you aren't taking the action with the uh, you know the the desire to have uh, what you want in the end, then I don't think the action will be as uh, as efficient. Right. It's the it's the power of controlling your own mind. I can tell you there have been times in my life that I have not had. Control control over my mind and it is a source of negativity and failure when mm-hmm. i don't have control over it uh, you know i mean my mind says yeah i can't i can't achieve that i can't do that i'd rather sit here and lazily do whatever what you know so the what you need to do is you need to have control over your own mind and then then you'll have success toll free number 800-259-9231 the SACL cai toll free line You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. 1-800-259-9231. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Libby's 100% Pure Pumpkin. Learn how to give everyday recipes a nutritional boost with the power of pumpkin at VeryBestBaking.com. When choosing fruits and vegetables, orange or yellow are your best bets. Vegetables like butternut squash, pumpkin, or yellow peppers are rich in nutrients that are linked with lower risks of certain cancers and heart disease. On the fruit side, cantaloupe, bananas, and oranges offer the same benefits, plus one more. Kids love them. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. The yours right there on the front page of the website. Click into the podcast. Go back to the beginning of 2009. All free at freetalklive.com. Uh, so, of course, you can bring up absolutely anything. I mentioned that we were going to tell you about a sheriff who in uh, New Lenox County, Illinois, according to, excuse me, not county, uh, New Lenox, Illinois, Will County is the place. Sheriff Paul Coppus, this is according to Examiner.com, is going to use your tax dollars to hire a private firm to determine what steps to take to address the mistakes made during the homicide investigation of Riley Fox. His department mentally broke down Kevin Fox, the father of Riley, to the point that he falsely confessed to the murder of his own daughter. Deputy Pete Piazza, a Democratic Party candidate to replace Coppas, told the Plainfield Sun that he was, he was reluctant to make this enormous violation of justice a political issue, but he did. It seems common... <laughs> that he really? Was. A political yeah. candidate? Yeah. <laughs> it seems common sense is missing from both sides of the race for the political office of Will County Sheriff. It would be refreshing to hear somebody running for that office with a plank against these types of forced confessions and to stop them. Excessive mental interrogation like torture. Right. People, will- people can't 
uh, uh, cannot imagine what it is that causes somebody to confess to something they didn't do. But it the fact is, it happens time and time again. You don't have to believe that it's true. It's just true. The facts don't bear out your, uh, your, your, your look at the world if you don't believe that people confess to crimes they didn't commit. Under pressure. Under pressure. I mean, it's a huge amount of pressure. These cops have, have they, tricks. They want to look like they're, they, they're doing a good work. They want to look yeah. like they've caught the right guy. They'll say things like, you know, hey, if you were going to you know, do this murder, how would you go about it? And then, and then pretty soon you're down the path of, of doing it. According to the story, uh, this uh, they says there's nothing such sensationalistic about saying Kevin Fox was tortured. He was on more than one occasion. Kevin Fox was tortured by a criminal who took something that can never be re- replaced, his daughter. The citizens of his community came together to aid Kevin and his family to help find Riley. The police, undoubtedly trying their hardest to find the killer, mishandled, overlooked, or otherwise missed evidence left by the real suspect, including the name of the killer, which was written on a pair of shoes in the gas station bathroom where the murder was committed. Kevin Fox was also tortured by a politician, former Will County State's Attorney Jeff Tomzak, who was looking to garner a guilty plea for the murder in hopes it would be enough to achieve re-election. So again, something you see fairly uh, as fairly common where a prosecutor will, you know, just kind of bend the rules and go after people who may not have actually committed any real crimes in order to pad his conviction record uh, so he can point out how he's such a, you know, he's such a good guy keeping the community safe when in point of fact he's locking up innocent people. But whatever it takes to get elected, right? Doesn't matter if you get elected on the backs of uh, some innocent men. And this is not an uncommon situation. One week before the election, the Will County Sheriff's Department called both Riley's parents in for more questioning and interrogated Kevin Fox for 14 and a half hours until the coerced confession was made. The next day, Tom Zack called for the death penalty for Kevin Fox. So how can Paul Coppas fix his department? He shouldn't allow it to be used as a political tool to perfect the conviction uh, conviction record of lawyers, and he shouldn't allow his employees to violate people's rights by using intimidation and coercion as a method of serving and protected, uh, protecting. And he shouldn't allow his interrogators to use information accumulated by flawed technology as evidence of a crime. And finally, he shouldn't be suspicious when people are reluctant to call for help. His department has destroyed the lives of innocent people, and any opportunity to change the policies promoting its injustices are met with reluctance to talk about issues that are a matter of life and death. And can you blame someone for not wanting to come forward in uh, in a situation like this? I mean, you've got people that are allegedly uh, committing acts of torture on uh, prisoners in order to coerce confessions out of them. Uh, if that's the kind of climate that uh, that they're working in, it wouldn't surprise me if the coworkers that were good guys uh, were scared to death of coming out against their their you know these torturers uh and certainly the average people that are on the streets are also likely as intimidated you know you cross the you cross the bad cops and you're lucky if all you get is a, a the head of your dog cut off and put on your front you know on your front porch you you cross these bad cops and you never know what they're going to do if they're willing to torture a man to get a false confession out of out of him, who knows what other kinds of uh, things they're willing to well, engage in? Often uh, the police will believe what they're doing is uh, you know, they don't believe they're getting a false confession necessarily, but often they're they're bureaucrats, so they tend to not do the uh, thorough job that somebody who is competing in the marketplace for for dollars would do, and. Uh, 
yeah, but I but at the same time they believe and it's it's mostly true that you're going to be killed but if you're going to be murdered you're going to be murdered by somebody that you live in the same house with or have lived in the same house with not by some you know random person so the cops went after the easy layup here and in this instance it was wrong you know the nine times out of ten or seven times out of ten or whatever they're going to be right going after some guy that that it will be somebody that they had once lived in a house with but you know that doesn't make them right every time and they need to do real police work i mean and the guys the suspect's name was in his shoes left in the um, at the crime scene a, 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 a play, what you, apparently what do you want i mean <laughs> i mean did he need to put them on a silver platter for you so uh, according to a different story this one from chicago nbcchicago.com the uh, the sheriff actually does admit that the department made mistakes uh, he says that I don't think that this department is that proud that we aren't going to admit any mistakes. We just want to find out how to do things better and hope it doesn't occur again. Uh, the young girl, three years old, by the way, was kidnapped from her Illinois Awful. home. Hikers found her body hours later in a nearby creek. She had been sexually assaulted. The investigators uh, eventually charged her father, but uh, Fox claimed, as we pointed out, that his confession was coerced. DNA evidence eventually cleared him and the charges were dropped. Now, do you think that the guys that coerced the confession out of him were charged with something? I don't think they could be um, in this instance. I and unless they torture, if they really tortured, and you can and, and you That's can show claim. proof. I don't know if he can prove it. Right. Well, you, you're going to need to be able to prove that. Why I else mean, would you confess? You're to dealing the, with police officers. Why else officers? would you confess to the murder of your own daughter? Dude, they can get it. They can get him to do it. It, it with happens. wordplay. Yeah, it happens. Man. You think with with a, with word trickery, it you happens. could get a man? Wayne, would you would you uh, <laughs> would you say to the police that you killed your own daughter because they uh, they you know words use some word trickery on you? I mean how? No, because every time they went down that path, I'd say, no, because I wouldn't do it, and I didn't do it. Or you wouldn't talk to them at all, right? I mean, right. the smart thing I, to do is to not talk to lawyer. these guys. But the if, first... they've, if they've got your, uh, your you know, if they're, they're pounding something into your flesh or, or doing something that would, I don't know, all the torture techniques. I know there are techniques they can use that won't leave marks. Uh, they sure, have they these can ways. hit you with a phone book, um, yeah. you know, through a phone book or something like that. It's absolutely true. But at the same time, you can uh, you, first you start with the police or authority figures, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's not a place that either you or Wayne are starting from. Um, and second, you deprive a, a suspect of sleep. You keep uh, you keep berating him. Hour you know, hours after hours, you keep berating him over the same issue. They do it. It happens. And it just it, it depends on the person's mental state and their you know the, the strength of their mind in general and 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 people will confess to crimes that they didn't commit and in some cases they'll do it without actually having been physically tortured and physical torture I think is uh, you know is the only thing that you would be able to charge these guys based on and I I don't think that necessarily uh, questioning techniques all questioning techniques that aren't physical torture are acceptable however that's the only thing that you could charge these guys with it's it's pretty unusual to see anybody in law enforcement actually apologize to anyone but this man actually did it uh this uh, sheriff coppice he uh, said i apologize to kevin fox and the family i don't know if he'll i don't know if he would ever see things our way but i would try to explain what kind of ball might have been dropped in this part of the investigation or the part of the investigation and what we are going to do to fix it Uh, i don't really believe there's much they can do to fix it i think that's just bureaucrat talk 
to make it sound like they're doing something or that they're concerned or that they're, they'll try their best to fix it. But the, the system is inherently broken, and there's nothing the men on the inside can really do uh, to, to fix it. You've got right. a system, As long as the system is a monopoly, yes. it's, it's going to be broken. And it's a violent monopoly on top of that. And these are the positions where the men who get those jobs and the women who get those jobs can enact violence on others with very little consequence. And as long as that exists... As long as there's no consequence for them, no accountability for them, no competition in the marketplace for them, those positions will continue to attract sadists, and there's not a damn thing a policy change will do to stop that. More coming up here. 800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time, though, for your call. If you make it right now, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up absolutely anything. And uh, by the way, our website allows you to influence the stuff we will talk talk about on the air uh, on the airwaves here. In fact, I think every single item that I've had in my show prep here tonight that I've utilized has come from the front page of freetalklive.com. So thanks to all of our listeners uh, who have gone there and, and opened up an account. If you already have a bulletin board uh, system, a BBS account, you've already got an account on the regular website. Uh, so you can go there and sign up. It's totally free. You can submit different uh, show prep suggestions, so whether they be news articles or opinion pieces, blogs. Uh, videos, whatever. Our listeners will then look at what you submit. They'll vote them up or down, and then the most voted up will end up on the front page and the top of our website at freetalklive.com. So head on over there, get interactive, and if you want to support the show, you can do that too by becoming an amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, the amp-only forum, as well as the amp-only podcast and more. Go get all the details and get signed up with any major credit card or PayPal or some alternative options at amp.freetalklive.com. Amp freetalklive.com. The AMP podcast uh, doesn't have any um, any ads in it, or you know, any. It doesn't recorded have recorded ads. ads. We still have the uh, the stuff that we do live during the show. That, oh, that's content, right? Yeah. Well, cutting that out would also sound awful. It would, it would just weird. Shop in in the middle of a segment it would be very strange. I have no intention of doing that. No, I certainly have no intention of doing that, and no one has ever complained about them anyway. So all is well. <laughs> AMP.freetalklive.com. Hey, Mark, you've got an email you want to share. I do, and I'm just going to take an ep- excerpt of it here. So if you feel like you just jumped into the middle of this email. You did. Um, it's, Why is, it, is it lengthy? Eh, there's just parts of it that... Uh, Not relevant to the they're, they're just, you know, saying, you guys are great. Stuff. Okay, great. Yeah, we, we don't really skip do that. that. <laughs> so this is from Josh. He says, however, I am a humanist at heart, and I'd like to ask you some questions about the state of humanism under libertarian rule. Okay, so maybe there wouldn't be rule in a libertarian world, but anyway... Yeah, I don't want to rule over anybody. For the sickest among us, those who are truly unable to care for themselves, and I I suppose sickest could mean people who are physically unwell, Mm -hmm. uh, crippled, uh, if you want to use that term, uh, you know, disabled or or whatever. Those that are mentally unwell, and I'm certain I know there are people that are just mentally not able to work. I I think that what you find 
in countries where people have to work and they're aren't uh you know social welfare programs and things like that is the incidences of debilitating mental illness are significantly lower among uh the population than they are in a world where you allow somebody to have a mental illness and then they don't have to work but anyway let me go on yes sir i think that the role of government should be limited but is it too constraining to ensure the survivability of those who have no recourse as um ask someone who i ask as someone who has no familial support to fall back on What's the question again? Read it one more time. What do you do about people that are too ill to take care of themselves? Well, I think that the uh, the liberty movement and the liberty position is the most humane uh, possible. The, the free marketplace is the most humane possible system of organization, at least that, that humans have thought up so far, uh, to take care of one another. I think that uh, the current system that we have, even a small government system, is inherently inhumane because it's using the threat of violence against people in order to get them to behave in a certain fashion that the the political folks would like them to uh, so I think that uh, inherently government existing, having a violent monopoly around, is incredibly inhumane across a mass scale. I still think that uh, in the absence of the in that in the absence of the violent monopoly, you would have everybody having every single dollar that they earned and being able to spe- uh, spend it or save it and give it away in the way that uh, that they think is best. And inevitably, in in such a charitable society in which as I mean, this one that we live in today is very charitable with, I think, hundreds of billions of dollars being, uh, right. being given to charity. I mean, America is the most charitable uh, country on the face of the earth. And, you know, I can tell you I'm not a wealthy man, but I find myself giving to charities on a regular basis. Yeah, I gave I gave some money to the United Way here in town uh, just just last year during their, their drive. And Yeah, there'd also be far less destitute people in this country if, for one, you had a decent health care system that actually took prevention in mind. If you had a stable currency mm-hmm. so people could save and had an incentive to save. Instead of going into debt. Yeah, instead of going into debt. And if you didn't have Social Security, which Congress spent all the money, and now they're just, they're, they've thrown IOU slips in, in a filing cabinet. But Wayne, without Social Security, people will, uh, will get sick and they'll, uh, they, 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 no one will take care of them. Old people will be on the streets. Well, why not just have their own account that they put the money in, in during their, li- Wait, their work life? Wait, people can't lifetime? be expected to save for themselves. They're not responsible. Yeah, that's right. They're, they're that's dumb. That's why we need the government. Right. People are lazy and incompetent. Therefore, we should have people rule over us to uh, prevent us from being lazy and incompetent. Oh, so, wait. So, the people that are going to rule are going to be lazy and incompetent, no, too. No, no, no. They'll elect the best people, Mark. They'll elect really, the, 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 the politicians the are the cream of the crop, huh? Well, we just have to keep, we have to keep trying. The bureaucrats, so, so they these hire people, the cream of the crop. Yeah, so these people who want to be responsible for themselves and, and they want to take care of themselves without government help they're the immature ones they're the childish ones it's the accusation sometimes yeah that is, uh, yeah that that's, is what, that's what i find interesting that the people who think people should be dependent on the government are the adults in society well they they would they would suggest uh that well okay you may be mature wayne but uh what you want to do that aren't right what you want to do is give freedom to the people that would just be greedy and they would hold all their money for themselves and they would never help their neighbor well if that is like so <laughs> some of them will do that there's Me? absolutely no no i mean the people who ask that uh, what i find is what's really interesting right. just like fdr for it's example it's the skin flints that, yeah. that are the ones that say that this, that people will be skin flintish yes. because I, I don't live in that world and I don't know what that world's like to say I'm not giving any money to anybody else because I want things uh, you know to be good in my life I wouldn't live that way and I don't understand that but uh, you know I I'll I'll give you that point the fact is when you look at welfare. The point that some people won't give money. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at welfare, seventy cents on every welfare dollar. Look it up. Go to 
middle class government bureaucrats who dole out the money. Seven zero percent. You can't find a charity anywhere that's that inefficient. So let's flip the numbers and call it thirty percent overhead that the charity has, and then seventy percent they give away. So you've already uh, more than doubled the efficiency. Let's call it sixty percent of the, the money that the, the charity gives away, mm-hmm. just to double it. So that means only half as many people have to give to take as good a care of people as being taken care of now. Now anybody will say that there's a certain amount of people on the dole who uh, don't belong there and who could work under other circumstances who choose not to. Let's take half of them out. So now only a quarter of the people that uh, give give money have to give. Then you consider that... Um, so the same money can go four times or eight times as far. And, and Dr. Mary right. Roard actually looks at those numbers in her book, Healing Our World. And then you consider that some people will get better over time uh, or you know they'll, they'll get on their own or, or whatever. So you can take them out of the equation. they'll be encouraged to by a private system where they'll the private to, agencies right. have the incentive to make sure that people actually progress and, and get better. Right. They'll be able to work. They'll be able to earn money where they can't work and earn money now because if they did work and earn money, then they would have their, their stuff taken away from. So you may even be able to cut that in half. I don't know. That's speculation there but the other two i really don't believe are so you're talking about somewhere like an eighth to uh you know a sixth of the money that's currently spent on these social welfare programs so you don't need nearly as many people donating i think more people will and i Mm -hmm. think you'll get better service and you'll also see people uh, falling back on uh you know these uh, programs the sort of uh mutual Mutual aid aid societies see those flourish those don't exist anymore they used to to. come back Religious organizations will do far better at donating. Yep, You'll right. see uh, people falling back on their family more so, too. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting, too, is, is that you're right. That used to be the, the organizations used to be the ones who help people in need. But back in the 20s, 30s, the champion of the Great Society and the um, New Deal, FDR, there was, there was a story about him how he would often take the train uh, from Washington, D.C. to New York, where he was from. And the porters on the train would not wait on him because he didn't tip. Now, here's a man that, that's the champion of government programs, mm. government largesse, who, who doesn't tip. What a jerk. Yeah, exactly. It now, doesn't really surprise me because I do, you, really do believe that – I really do believe that the people that um, are you know, the, the most worried about other people not donating – and I understand it's a problem that needs to be addressed in a libertarian society. Mm-hmm. And it looks like one of the things that uh, from the surface, like, oh, you libertarians, you don't want to give any money to anybody who might be you know, in bad shape. It's like social Darwinism. We want to do it voluntarily and not – through coercion. And I you know I I think that there's you know maybe there is an aspect of social darwinism to it. Maybe somebody you know, keeps on making the worst possible choices over and over and over and over again. And at some point, a charity says, look, I'm not going to we're not going to support you anymore. Mm-hmm. You're you just keep on choosing to make the worst possible choices. I know charities want to help people that are making good decisions, but I don't think they're going to help people that make that continue to make the worst decisions over and over Which again. Will give them the incentive to get their act together. Right. So th- therefore, you won't have the incentive for people to act terribly like they often do in today's society you know i think the final thing that needs to be said on this issue is if you still believe after all of that that uh human beings are inherently greedy and selfish and that they won't give and that uh, without the government nobody would help anybody else and all this you're very very negative view of humanity if that's what you really believe it's not a justification your fear about what you believe about human beings your fear is not a justification for aggressing against them yeah. Period. The fact that you want to have uh, money for public schools or whatever doesn't mean you can take money away from me and my family and me educating my kid so that you can have this, well, 
welfare system for middle class people. We're out of time for tonight, folks. It's been Ian with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Back tomorrow online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keen. Keen is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.